1-107-55. Thank you, Walker. You're welcome. I said a bad word. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mike Valverde and Walker Kelly. And hopefully, Serpent's Return listens to this. <laughs> We're starting this record after an aborted Twitch stream because uh, something broke and we cannot figure out how to fix it. So, boys, how have your last 15 minutes been? I'm doing great. I've, I've had a thoroughly entertaining time. Here, sipping on a Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar and Cream Soda. <laughs> this man is angling for a uh, for a sponsorship opportunity here. That's right. Uh, yeah, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I, I got the event, um, so um, I'm doing much oh, better yeah. than I've been. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike had the long event about Thursday Night Football. Got it out of the system. I got I it think, out. I'm good now. I'm ready I, to roll. That, that's still on the recording because I started record when we started the Twitch record. So I think that little rant might go at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike lost his mind about Thursday Night Football. So uh, now that he's gotten that out of the way, um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Thursday Night Football and week eight overall. But first, let me get th- through the plug. So first, this is a website from or a website. A podcast from footballabsurdity.com where you can get uh, about 20 weekly articles about pretty much everything in fantasy football. Mike's got your dynasty stuff. I've got sleepers. Brian's got start sits. Walker has weekly ranks that you can check out. We also have a three time a week podcast. One time on Patreon. Walker is losing his mind right now trying to not laugh. Um, (laughs) Can I help you, Walker? Walker is dying. All right. Um, <laughs> one of the podcasts. Oh, every, I'm muted. We're good. <laughs> yeah. One of the podcasts every week is on Patreon, patreon.com slash football absurdity. That is our Tuesday podcast. So we're going to have one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and one on Friday. Um, you can check out our Discord, tiny.cc slash FB absurdity. And normally you can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash football absurdity, which uh, Tuesday we have betting with Will and Will Lead. Um, we have Thursday Night Farce Ball, which is a sidecast of Thursday Night Football with Will Lead and uh, Tony and Eric Bra. Um, the podcast is normally there, but we had some technical issues. DFS on Saturday, and then Evan and I do the Start Sit Show on Sunday. Did I say it? Huh? Evan puts a, a little um, bomb in there where he calls it the start sit show. And I always transfix. I always call it the, you know what? So, and I think I just did that. I'm not hundred percent certain. So. Oh, I don't think you did actually. Woo! All right. All right, guys, let's talk about Thursday night football. Um, pretty normal game. Nothing crazy happened, right? Well, it all started don't do with. It again, Mike. Don't do it again. You got it out, and they'll hear it at the end of the podcast. Uh, so um, let's talk about fantasy for this one, guys. Um, hey, Jeff, are you sure he, that people won't hear it at the end of the website? I'm just gonna kick you off the podcast. I'm gonna kick Ooh. you off. I'm gonna kick you off the website. Visit our podcast, footballatsurgery.com. Yeah. I hate you guys so much. All right. Um, so. I think the big thing was uh, people were advocating to bench Aaron Rodgers yesterday, including Walker. And um, I think it kind of was a good call. I mean, 
Um, as of right now, he is the number two quarter, or actually he's the number one quarterback on the week. But uh, there have only you want me two- to tell you why he's the number one quarterback on the week? Because you know Kyler Murray uh, <laughs> had three exclu- uh, four exclusive drives that he drove down. Oh, never mind. We'll we'll get that to the end of the web at the end of the website. I mean, I mean podcast. Yeah. Wait, where'd Jeff go? I don't know. Did he <laughs> did he just totally kick kick us both off? <laughs> there are there are gremlins in my computer. My compute my Skype just straight up crashed. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my Skype just straight up crashed. So uh good good story, Mike. Whatever happened while I was gone. Yeah, I just, uh, it's a good thing that I, I was off mic because I said, Jesus effing Christ. All right. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Rodgers benching him probably was a good call. It was kind of a spicy call. Um, ended up with only 15.7 fantasy points, so that was a good call. Uh, I'm going to say it was a good call again. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, Mike, should he have had another touchdown? Let me tell you about Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. And why he should have had two touchdowns. Okay, if the NFL is not trying to fix this this game to make it more interesting, because it's probably the first time Thursday night football has been as exciting as, as it was. No, 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 because that second touchdown that was not called back or was called back with reverse had no business being reversed. Was that the one was, where he was that the one where he spun around at the goal line? Exactly. Um, well, he had kind of two. The first touchdown he scored, he kind of spun around. Then the second one was when he fell in back is back back in the second one and they're they're saying that he 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 fell short of the goal line that was reversed um that was the long one that was the long that nfl that goodell had to get on the phone with and said okay you know what you guys have not had a great thursday night football game and like i don't know how long make it work i don't care how it goes make it work we're going to stay in this ball game and it is not a touchdown and then he hung up yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure that's what he did. <laughs> anyway, that's what told me. All right, guys, guys, let's let's re- let's re- let's rein this in. All right. Um, I mean, the I don't even know what the big fantasy story from this is. James Conner getting five carries. Um, Chase Edmonds getting a touchdown. Um, Zachers four for forty. It was just kind of just like from fantasy perspective. I mean, Randall Cobb had two touchdowns. That was the answer to our question, James, of who was going to get the touchdowns. James Conner had two touchdowns. For fantasy purposes, this was kind of a boring game looking back on it. I mean, um, DeAndre Hopkins got hurt on that not a touchdown. Mike? Let me tell you about DeAndre Hopkins. Stop, please. (laughs) Um, Trying to get this thing back on the rails. Uh, Because I have to edit this when this is all done. So I would very much like this thing to stay on the rails. so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to talk about for this one. Is there anything that sticks out to you, Walker? Uh, I mean, I would say that, uh, man, I, the play I remember most, other than the AJ Green Madden glitch, is uh, the Mercedes Lewis almost insane touchdown oh, that catch. That was so cool. Yeah, he just like stuck out his right hand and it like super glued to his hand. If he could have got that left foot down, that would have been one of the catches of the year. Yeah, this is a dude who catches like seven passes a season. Yeah. Oh, that's there's your big news is uh, we're without Big Bob Tunyon for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Onion. 
Onion Man is is out for the year, uh, severe knee injury. You don't want to see that. I mean, I, I I'm a Tunyon hater in terms of I don't think he's that good at football, but like I don't want him to get hurt. You know, like I I I would rather him be healthy. So it's yeah, it's unfortunate for Tunyon. Um, he was playing pretty decent last night. Had a couple decent weeks, especially with all the other guys out. So. Yeah, it'll be uh, a little bit of an adjustment for Green Bay on offense, and uh, I hope Tunyon is able to recover fully. Yeah, and also Kylan Hill, um, less impactful for the uh, Packers, but also out for the year with a knee injury. Um, But yeah, I'm also a big Bob Tunyon, quote-unquote, hater, um, but you hate to see it. I mean, it's one of the things where I kept begging people to get rid of Bob Tunyon, and I wrote, please trade Bob Tunyon while you have the chance in the uh, – Art, one of my articles this week, and I, I, I didn't know I cursed him. <laughs> just uh, like I, just like I tweeted out today, literally seconds before Roto World reported that uh, Miles Sanders went on IR, um, James Conner has more touches per game than Miles Sanders this year, and that pushed him onto IR, I guess. <laughs> he just couldn't handle it. He, yeah. he just, I mean, just the knee was down. the knee was hurting pretty bad, but then the moral injury on top of it, he just he, it it was too much. He's like, come on, I um, need three weeks. Yeah, he's like, I need to he's just going to go lay in a dark room for three weeks to think about it. Um, DeAndre Hopkins suffered a hamstring injury. He was in and out. So he's got 10 days to recover. So I think he should be OK. And that's like DeAndre Hampkins, folks. uh, Oh, boom. And they don't need him next week. It's fine. He can rest next week. They're playing my week next week. No, they already play the Texans. Oh, well, do they have a week next week? The San Francisco 40. Oh, (laughs) Jeff is being self-deprecating. That's right. They're bad. Javon Kinlaw went on IR today. He had knee surgery. Um, The third time in a year. Zach Ertz uh, had the the tight end 12 line, four for 42, four four receptions. A couple of those were at the end when Kyler was trying to go downfield so it was nice to see him trust Zacherts and Zacherts um cash in that trust with yeah uh, big big fourth and one conversion yeah uh, he threw a tough pass to Ertz and Ertz just snagged that thing he mm-hmm. did yeah he so good hands. Good he's still nice he's, he's still a good player yeah he's he's still good at football it turns out when you get away from um Jalen Hurts and uh Carson Wentz last year uh turns out can still play football um Speaking of can still play football, how much do we trust this whole James Conner thing? Uh, uh, I mean, I think he continues to be playable, but he's not. His role isn't going to increase. Like this is what you're getting, and yeah. he's a touchdown dependent RB two slash flex. You know, it's just that Arizona gets into the red zone a lot, and so he gets a ton of opportunities. I mean, he's yeah, he's gonna finish the season with like 140 carries for 550 yards and 12 touchdowns. But who cares? I mean, it's you just ride it. I mean, you got you can't cut him obviously. You can't trade him because he's not gonna have any value in the trade. So if you have James Conner, you're just like laughing to the bank that you get to <laughs> cash in five for 22 and two touchdowns. That's right. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, he already has 94 carries. He sneakily has more carries than people think. It's just because cool. he doesn't get the catches that his fantasy points other than the touchdowns are relatively low. There's a couple things about Arizona. Number one, their their split between pass and run is almost identical. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of 
people think that Arizona is really much more of a passing team, but 52% pass to 48% run. Uh, and then I think with James Conner, what hurts him the most is, and I don't know the exact stats down by the goal line, but watching the games that I have, they don't run very much when it gets to inside that area. It's it's all Kyler Murray for the most part, whether it's passing or him trying to run it in or whatever the case may be. They don't really use their running backs down down low. And that, that's a fair point. I, I think that there might be some touchdown regression coming for Connor because Kyler hasn't run in a touchdown this year, I don't think. Not at all, yep. And that's shocking because like he's a guy who runs in a touchdown like every other game usually so I would expect him to start getting in the end zone on a couple of these runs here and there and that takes opportunities away from Connor this is about as high as Connor's value is going to be right now Um, yes if you can move him then for proper value if you can get RB2 value in a trade for him then I would trade him but I just don't know if you're going to be able to do that Okay, yeah, and um, I'm looking up, uh, Kenyon Drake has, obviously they've played one more game, but he has the third most five-zone carries, but like I said, they've played one more game than the entire league and two more games than some of the league, so um, this red zone rushing stats on Pro Football Reference doesn't have games played, so I can't really, you know, gauge that. I can just say he has 54% of the red zone or five-zone rush attempts and Kenyon Drake last year um, in kind of uh, like the same role, but bigger, um, had 72%. So definitely, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's room for him to grow at the goal line. I mean, I'm just saying maybe they try to protect Kyler Murray because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's a little guy. He's not that big. Yeah. I mean, Kyler, Kyler Murray only had seven uh, five zone rush attempts last year. So when they're on the goal line, they're not really, I mean, people are like, oh, he's the, Kyler Murray's the goal line back. But I mean, Kyler Murray has three five zone this year and seven last year. So not really. No, he's not like a Josh Allen. um, Yeah. Or. Yeah. yeah. Him and Lamar Jackson sneakily don't rush the ball on the goal line, even though people think they should. So he does run the, he does. I think maybe what, what might be confusing if you're watching his game is that he runs more around the goal line than he does um, in between the 20s. So that might sort of confuse or go, okay, well, this guy's definitely, you know, that goal line back. But it, it's it's a, it's rare. It's, you know, he's not, you know, someone that is in, you know, RPO situation and takes off like Josh Allen. It's it's maybe if they're down in the, that area, it's one out of five. Um, which is probably a little bit more than what's in the 2020s. So between the 20s. Yeah, I would just say one last thing. I don't know why they would get away from James Conner at the five zone when they, he has cashed, he's carried the ball seven times inside the five and he has scored touchdowns on six of them. Wow. So until defense is counterpunch, I mean, it might. I mean, I'm not saying James Conner is this good. I'm saying it, probably a lot of it has to do with defenses keying in on Kyler Murray, saying, "All right, James Conner, you stop us." But he has been extremely efficient this year. Like Jonathan Taylor has 12 five zone attempts and two touchdowns. Yeah, which is that's a special kind of ineptitude um, on the goal line, and I think that has. I, I don't know what's going on there because the offensive line is good. James Conner or J- Jonathan Taylor is good. These two touchdowns, like, ugh. 
Good God. Well, uh, most of it, I think a good third of that came from week one where he tried, I think, like four times and didn't get in at all. So it's getting better. Well, it's not great. Um, you would expect it to to be better than what it was, especially with Jonathan Taylor running the ball. And he's such a really good gap runner. You figure those numbers would be much higher than what they are. But I think there's just been a couple times where they've tried tried running him. I know in the first week they had four, I believe. And then a couple weeks after that, they had three and he couldn't get in. So a lot of those numbers were just because of those reasons. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Here against the Rams from the Ram yard line, Jonathan Taylor, no gain, Jonathan Taylor, no gain, Jonathan Taylor, no gain. And then from the three, Jonathan Taylor, no gain. And then from the three, Jonathan Taylor, negative one yards. So that's five. But I mean, CEH told, uh, I learned from CEH that if you have four bad carries in one game, it means you can't do it. That's what I was taught. That's what I was told. Well, CEH, CEH ah, is gotcha. a lot different. Ah, I gotcha. All right, we, pinned him. We, we pinned him in the corner. Jeff trying to get yeah. me off the rails. I got him. Ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Mission accomplished. Uh, all right. Um, so let's get into the, this weekend's game. So um, if you've been listening, we're going to do things a little bit differently than we have in the past. Instead of uh, using the question to preview the game, we're going to preview the game and ask each other questions of the game to get the discussions going. So it's a lot less like a PowerPoint presentation, a lot more like an actual discussion. And I forgot to mute my phone on top of all of that. So let me go ahead and do that really quick. Guys, phone's not muted. All right, so now my phone's muted. So, all right, the first game is um, Chicago and San Francisco. Uh, it is a 39.5 point over under San Francisco, four point favorites. Uh, Jermaine Effetti uh, is on the COVID IR, the right tackle for the Bears. Um, honestly, that might help the 49ers. Khalil Mack is out. Um, Matt Nagy has tested positive for COVID. Not sure if he's going to be coaching this weekend. We will see. Uh, for the Niners, uh, Debo Samuel, there was a thing with his calf. Uh, he is off injury report, so uh, all good there. 49ers, uh, 2020 first-round pick, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, uh, is out for the year. With knee surgery, um, Trey Lance is off the injury report with his knee issue. Um, Brandon Ayuk put on too much weight, um, I guess, according to Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. Is that, the, is that now the reason why he's not no, doing anything? No, Kyle anything? Shanahan's calling in fire. Kyle Shanahan said, both too much, bro. Um, and uh, George Kittle is expected back in week nine off of IR. So finally some good news for the Niners. So um, my question, and I'm going to change it uh, because it was, does Matt Nagy make it to the end of the year? My actual question is, is this Jimmy Garoppolo's last start as a 49er? Uh, I'm going to say no, because I don't think that, because A, I think the Niners are going to win this game. And B, I don't think the Niners are going to want to throw Lance out there against Arizona coming off a loss. Well, um, they threw him out against Arizona last time. I know, but that didn't go well. So I think that they're probably going to not do that again and wait until the week after that. If Garoppolo plays decent against Arizona, then he'll hold on to the job. It'll be the litmus test. If he plays bad, then Lance will take over. But no, I don't think this game is the last one. I mean, I... I like I said, I just I think that the 49ers are going to win this game. I, I expect them to uh, I expect them to be able to control the ball. Um, the run offense should should be able to get going, especially without Max sealing the edge. Um, they should be able to get those outside zone plays going. 
uh, those gap runs, I, I would expect Mitchell to have a nice day. And, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I don't see how Chicago's going to score points here. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Do you think this could be Jim or Jimmy Garoppolo's last start? I do believe Walker is right that the 49ers will win this game, but I absolutely disagree that uh, Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback unless Trey Lance is injured still. So it all depends on that injury. I just think that, that even with the victory, they're just tired of it. They're they're tired of Garoppolo. As, as you mentioned in your tweets, Jeff, looking good at some points and then just looking awful in others. Mm-hmm. They, they, and they don't need, they don't need to play this guy anymore. Um, they, they, he's a free agent next year. They want to get Lance involved. They want to get him worked in and he is their future. So as long as Lance's knee is ready to go and won't have any repercussions from it, then this is absolutely the last start of Jimmy G. Okay. Yeah. I called it the Garoppolo coaster. Um, cause I mean, you saw it on Sunday night football. If you watch that game, he led that like three play drive that was like 75 yards just absolutely like made indy look like uh you know a jv football team and then the next drive he just kind of farts a ball out of his hand um granted some of that had to do with the rain but i mean i've seen jimmy garoppolo do that enough in completely dry conditions that um you know i i'm not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt he had two Uh, drives he had the first drive in the beginning of the game and then they got i think the ball in the second half and that first drive in the second half they they just tore apart that defense and, and got it in and was so there was two drives that yeah he looked well that was that was Elijah Mitchell and Shani's um scheming I think he schemes up the first plays of the game and of the first half or of the second half if he um if they get the ball yeah. and you can see as soon as as soon as they get off script um things go things go haywire as soon as they get off the scripted plays so um I mean, starts in this game, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Khalil Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, and I honestly can't think of another one. Uh, yeah, um, Khalil Herbert, you can play. I said Herbert. Oh. Yeah. Herbert, Her- Herbert Debo, and uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, that, yeah, I agree. That's yeah. That's it. Because here's the thing. You could possibly start Allen Robinson, but you don't get points for um, pass interference yards. And that's how teams have that's literally how teams are, are moving up and down the field on the 49ers is Josh Norman just grabbing a wide receiver. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, do you disagree? Those are the three starts. Those are the three definite starts. No, I mean, it, I mean, I, yes, I do agree with. OK, with that. OK, so um, I guess we'll just do. um I usually it starts sit cut, but we'll just say uh, cut uh, sit or cut uh, Allen Robinson. Cut. Cut. Sit or cut Brandon Ayuk. Cut. cut. Sit or cut Justin Fields. Cut. Cut. All right. Uh, sit or cut Trey Sermon. Cut. <laughs> the actual answer is why do you still have Trey Sermon on your team? All right. So. Um, Walker and Mike already gave their answers. You guys are both picking San Francisco. I will go Homer and also pick San Francisco just because I would I'm trying to will that into the universe to stop the bleeding. Um, also, because wow. I cannot possibly stomach the 49ers losing to uh, Waleed's Bears. I just cannot stomach that. <laughs> he, would go, at home. He, he would go nuts on you. I know. What would you say, Mike? At least the 49ers at home. You got a shot now. No, they're on the road. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. You got a shot because they're on the road. Oh, they're not at home. I know, dude. Here's the here's the crazy part. I realized I don't know if you saw the tweet. Um, I missed the Seahawks. So I'm a 49ers season ticket holder for people who don't know. I missed the Seahawks game because it was my mom's 70th birthday. I missed the Colts game because I didn't want to leave my dog outside in the torrential downpour. So that means I've been to one home game so far this year. And since there was no home games with fans in 2020, the last game I went to was the first game this year. The game before that, the NFC Championship game. So I will go wow. from an NFC championship game to, wow. oh, boy, this isn't a great game, to, oh, God, this team is a disaster in three <laughs> home games. So that's fun. That, yeah, that, that's you need to go to more. Maybe you'll give, give <laughs> start giving good that's, mojo. That's how fast it happens sometimes, man. I know. I see. I know. I've seen it happen. Uh, I was at Levi Stadium opened with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of the 49ers. Football. <laughs> foot, uh, this is the 49ers grievance podcast now. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let me talk to you guys about Chip Kelly. No. Oh, um, my God. Let's move, let's move <laughs> on to Carolina. Or Atlanta. Mike Martz. Ugh. Let's, let's, uh, uh, de- uh, Mike Singletary? Mike Singletary Ugh. at least was. Even funny. worse. Jim Tomsula? Okay. He was at least funny. He was hilarious. He farted during a, uh, <laughs> he farted during a, uh, um, press conference. All right. Carolina three and four at Atlanta three and three. 46 point over under. Atlanta three point favorites. Um, injuries in this one. Uh, let's see. For Atlanta, we have, um, it looks like nothing on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Uh, Caleb McGarry was uh, activated from the COVID list. So that's good news for them. And then for Carolina, still no Christian McCaffrey. Um, from this one, Terrace Marshall also out with the concussion, and um, they signed Willie Sneed to the pack practice squad. So go Willie Sneed, I guess. <laughs> what? Great. Yeah, Willie Sneed, who just I don't know how he continues to get a, an NFL check. Him and Marquise Goodwin, just they're just not. They, yeah, Marquise Goodwin, who's the number four receiver for the Bears now. Yeah, I don't know how, reason. how those guys keep getting NFL checks. They're just. They're just okay. Like I don't, I don't know the functional difference between them and like, say like, uh, like Corey Coleman. Like none of them are very good. But anyways, Walker, you, yeah. it, this is your, uh, your game. So what's your question for us? Uh, I'm wondering if after you know after those first three games against bad opponents, Carolina's offense has kind of slowly circled down the toilet. Um. I'm wondering if this offense is kind of just irreparably broken at this point. Um, Sam Darnold isn't very good. Mm-mm. And at least until McCaffrey gets back, it doesn't look like that they really have anybody dynamic on the offense. I mean, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, Mike, do you want to go first? Yeah. I, well, Robbie Anderson's dynamic. He's just not. He, you can only be so dynamic when you're watching the ball fall. Bounce off your hands. Exactly. Um, so it's yeah, I, 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 it's totally broken. I mean, it, <laughs> Mike's just like, yeah, it's busted. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah this, this sucks. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like uh, Legos when it cracks, all the pieces are just falling into your hand and everywhere else. So yeah, it's it's garbage. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's completely busted. So. It, you're looking at a team, and I did the math with it with um, before the last game about um, 
Sam Darnold, he's basically the same Sam Darnold he was on the Jets from like a yards per attempt, from a completion percentage, from a, you know, touchdown rate and interception rate. He is basically the same Sam Darnold that he was last year. So here's the thing. They are just completely disastrous without Christian McCaffrey. And this is two years now where they're where they're completely disastrous. They are averaging fewer points per game this year, barely than they were last year. But they're still averaging fewer points per game. I think what happened was, was we had Cam Darnold get five fluky touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. And then that kind of wallpapered over stuff being bad. And we got tricked. I mean, we all got tricked. We thought that, you know, Carolina was going to be this dynamic offense. People were so excited about, you know, DJ Moore finally cashing yeah. in his, his touchdowns. Um, I think we might have talked about it on here where he's, you know, like, oh, well, finally, finally going to get that year where he gets, you know, more than four touchdowns. Well, we're halfway through the year. He's still sitting at three. So, <laughs> you know, he should get, you know, five to six. But it's like, man alive, we could just be staring at the exact same offense but worse than we were staring at with Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, this team was like through three weeks was probably one of the best teams in the NFC or at least headed that way. And then if, if the question is, is Carolina offense broken and you look to see who they're playing and it's Atlanta Falcons and the Falcons are favored over them. It, it, I think it answers all those questions. Yeah. I mean, they're they're terrible. I mean, you look at like just look at I think it, so you can't blame them for having to well you can't blame Chuba Hubbard for not being Christian McCaffrey. So you kind of no. got to set that aside. Like <laughs> that's an unattainable goal for him. But like it's Sam Darnold's just completely unexciting. Like his he's, tr- he's inaccurate. Yeah. He's a below average decision maker. He's a decent but not great athlete. He's got a pretty good arm, I guess, but they don't really have him throw downfield much. I mean, it's yeah, they're they're trying to run the same type of like game manager, ball control type offense that they ran with Teddy, and they're running it with a guy who's way less accurate. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. This is this is it's a multifaceted problem. So the Carolina Panthers have three guys in the top like eight in dropped passes. Okay, they have. Um, 20 drop passes on the year, which is the most in the league. And um, Sam Darnold, outside of that, his true completion percentage, which gets rid of throwaways and drop passes, is 28th in the league. So he's throwing them terrible footballs, and the footballs that do manage to make their way to a receiver get dropped. And, um, I mean, guys, um, refresh my memory. How many starting quarterbacks in the NFL are there? 32. 32? Okay. Mike, do you concede? concur on a given week there are 32 starting quarterbacks well it depends on the quarterback um <laughs> come on mike just say yes <laughs> yes 32 okay he is number 33 in clean pocket completion percentage sam darnold Oof. so he is he's literally the worst he's worse than at least one backup at that so it's just like this team yes it is irreparably broken to answer your question cool okay um so basically what we're saying here is um, don't play Sam Darnold, obviously. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore is a way sketchier play now than he has been in the past. I mean, he's completely out of my wide receiver one range. The last three weeks, he's averaging like 10.5 points per game in full PPR. Um, 
you still kind of got to put him out there, but the expectations are a lot lower. The ceiling's not very high. I'm absolutely not playing Robbie Anderson. I don't care how many targets he gets. He's been very bad. They don't have any tight ends that you can play. Um, in most cases, if you have Chuba, you're playing him. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it, there's just not that many options, and he's getting all the touches. But, yeah, I mean, outside of the uh, the number one receiver and the running back, you don't want any part of this offense. And even those two guys are pretty low ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to concur that I they're coming v- dangerously close to Jets territory where I just want to clean house on my guys and just not bother with the offense anymore. Because you can get a guy who thinks DJ Moore is going to bounce back. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, Walker, who are your uh, your your guys you're going to question on this one? Uh, well, my start sit cut is yes. Ro- Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, Russell Gage. Damn. Uh, cut them all? Yeah, that's what no, I'm you're saying. Not allowed. Just cut them all. You're not allowed. Um, I will <sighs> cut Russell Gage. Wow. <sighs> I just... I, I don't have faith in this offense in the in the Falcons offense. Less I mean the, the Falcons offense is going to be like Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts and then maybe Calvin Ridley sometimes. That's what their offense is going to be. So I'll cut Russell Gage. I will No, I'm going to cut Mike Davis, start Russell Gage and bench Robbie Anderson. What a turn of events for wow. Russell Gage. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff plays the reverse card on himself. <laughs> It's just like I can't keep Mike Davis around. Robbie Anderson, I mean, if the Robbie Anderson is is about to have like an 18 target, six catch for 32 yard performance. I know, and then I'll then I'll cut him. That actually then then you trade him to somebody who's like the unrealized air yards. Yes, I will trade him to Frank. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, what is your answer to this question? Uh, I will start Robbie Anderson. I will cut Mike Davis, and I will bench Russell Gage. All right, sounds Honestly, good. Honestly, that's probably what I would do too, <laughs> which is awful. I hate the fact that I would pick Robbie Anderson here, but I Me wanted too. to make this absolutely brutal. Yeah, this hurts. This is like start, sit, cut. Like three of the worst. I don't want any of these guys anywhere near my team. Yeah, well, this is. This is encompassing the game that this is. These are two teams that are somehow near 500 despite being awful. I mean, these could be two of the five or six worst teams in the league. And somehow their combined record is six and seven. Like, this is not going to be a good football game. Um, Yeah, you guys, uh, I guess for the Falcons, it's, um, you know, Matt Ryan is a 2QB guy or, you know, a super flex um, you're starting Patterson and you're starting Pitts. Um, what are, are you guys starting Calvin Ridley? Say in a standard, I mean, not standard scoring, but like two, 10 teams, two wide receivers. Are you starting Calvin Ridley as a top 20 receiver? Top 20? I was going to say I'd start him somewhere. Well, yeah. Regardless, but I think it would be difficult. The He'll... Oof. I don't know if he'll finish in the top 20, but I know he finished in the top 24. I'll start him because he's getting six and a half catches for, you know, 60 yards a game. So, I mean, he's he's not. 
he's not likely to goose you. No, nah, he won't goose you, but... Yeah. I mean, it, I find it... I mean, the man has uh, 10, 13, 11, and 10 targets. And I know this is the Robbie Anderson argument, but those are his last four games. I cannot, in good conscience, bench that with a guy I know is as good as Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, you, I think that's the right call, honestly. I, I think that... You got to stick with Calvin Ridley for now. Um, I also think that he can be had probably for less than what his true value is in a trade. So he's definitely a buy low candidate because he's getting the target output to be productive. And I would expect that uh, him and Ryan end up getting on the same page at some point. But yeah, it's a uh, it's weird spot right now. All right. So who are you guys picking in this one? I went back and forth in the dock. I don't know if you saw that, but I'm going to go with the, the Hotlanta Falcons. I agree. It's All the right. Falcons. Yeah. Clean sweep for the Falcons for me. Yeah, I think that right now it seems like they know how to win a close game mm-hmm. and the Panthers don't. So, yeah, I'll take the Panther or the Falcons to somehow be 4 and 3 despite being, I don't know, maybe the 25th best team in the NFL. Yeah, they're just miserable. I think what's also happening is you're seeing two teams going in opposite directions. Atlanta's yeah. sort of getting better um, incrementally, and Carolina is falling off a cliff. So, Jeff, what face was that? That was me accidentally bumping my mic into my uh, computer, oh. making a making a face. <laughs> Jeff just made <laughs> the worst face in the world. Like his 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 mouth looked like a trapezoid. Yeah, I um. <laughs> I uh, I have my headphones into the microphone because for whatever reason it wasn't working other than that. And every little teeny tiny sound comes comes through. So I just basically did the equivalent of flicking myself in the eardrum when I hit my my uh, mic stand on my computer. So uh, that's Ooh. why I made that face. Gotcha. Um, all right, guys. Next game up, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, I have no idea if Baker Mayfield's going to play this weekend. I think he is. Uh, yeah, he's I limited every day, but I think he's going to play. Okay, so is he practice? Uh, oh, full participant in practice today and is not oh, listed on the injury report. There we as go. Of, He's in. Yeah, as of right around the time we were starting to record. So um, there's that. Odell Beckham questionable with his shoulder injury. Wow. Yeah, Browns head coach said Baker Mayfield will start in week eight. Probably have to uh, um, delete my Case Keenum as a streamer uh, in the one percent of leagues where he's rostered. Uh, on you know where. He is un- the 99% of the leagues where he's unrostered. If you need him, he's available. Probably need to get rid of that. Anyways, Nick Chubb was a full participant in practice off the injury report. Jarvis Landry is off of the injury report. And Donovan's Peoples, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I put the S's in the wrong spot, is out for week eight with his groin injury. Donovan's um, Peoples-Jones. Donovan's <laughs> Peoples-Jones. Um Eric Ebron is out for week eight with a hamstring issue. Chase Claypool practicing full on Thursday. Um, and uh, Tony McFarland is off the um, IR. Um, that's weird. He's listed on the IR with unknown, which I didn't know you could do that in the NFL. Just be like, nah, he's not feeling great. Like with what? He's like, eh, he's just not feeling good. Um, so my question uh, was, uh, is Dearness Johnson a good start if Nick Chubb is back? And we know that Nick Chubb is back. So we have Dearness Johnson, who absolutely smashed in his uh, spot start last week on Thursday Night Football. 22 rushes, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Kicked in two receptions uh, on two targets for 22 yards. So are we going back to the Dearness Johnson well this week? No. 
No, I'm not interested. Um, I believe he's my RB40 or RB41 in my rankings. Um, that's not a no. That's a hell no. Yeah, I'm not interested. I, I really don't. I really don't think that this is, you know, did Johnson look better? Yes, but that was also a absolute bare bones, like barely professional level run defense he was facing. Um, and Nick Chubb is extremely clearly a better football player than Dearness Johnson. So while Johnson will get some work, it'll be just kind of cleaning up what Chubb doesn't do. So I, w- I would expect Johnson's ceiling to be very low. You know, he'll he'll get enough work that if you're really desperate, like you could throw him in the flex and he'll get you like six points. But his ceiling is probably like, oh, he falls in the end zone in garbage time and gets 12. Like it's it's just not a high upside play whatsoever. Okay. Um, Mike, what's your thoughts on uh, if uh, Dearness Johnson is a good start if Nick uh, with Nick Chubb back? I, I don't like it at all. I'm okay. I, I 40 is maybe even too too high for me. Um, Demetric Felton, if they're going to pass the ball, Demetric Felton is going to be the guy that they're going to be throwing to. And Nick Chubb, unless there is a restrictor plate on Nick Chubb and his carries, it's all Nick Chubb. And so where where's the role for De'Aaron Johnson? I don't think there is one. And he might get some carries just to – you know, relieve Nick Chubb, but that's, that's it. And you three or four, five carries isn't going to for, you know, 15 yards is, you know, not going to do anybody any good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was going for with this question. It was a leading question because people think, Oh, you know, uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt are able to perform in this offense, but they perform two very different roles. So Mike hit the nail on the head. It's not going to be, Dearness Johnson getting a lot of extra targets and carries in the Kareem Hunt role. It's probably going to be the Kareem Hunt carries are going to go to Dearness Johnson and the Kareem Hunt targets are going to go to Demetric Felton. Um, so I don't think either one of them is a good start because, um, you know, only five targets if you're Demetric Felton or only like 10 or 11 carries if you're Dearness Johnson. I don't think either one's a good start um, in this one. So, uh, we are going to go ahead and be starting uh, Najee Harris, obviously, uh, Nick Chubb, obviously, um, Deontay Johnson, obviously. Um, but let me do, uh, what is it? It's a uh, start, sit, and bench. We will go. Uh, start, sit, cut. Start. start, sit, start, sit, cut. Thank you, Walker. We will go with uh, Chase Claypool. We will go with. See, this game's hard because it's very evident uh, who you should be starting, sitting, and cutting. Um, let's go with this. Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, I'm doing these. What's that? Claypool. No. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. Odell. Oh, here we go. Pat Fryermuth, Odell Beckham Jr., and Chase Claypool. Start, sit, cut. Start Claypool, bench Hodel, cut Fryermuth. I'm going to go start Fryermuth, cut Odell, and bench Claypool. See, I don't uh, – can you explain this faith in Pat Firemouth to me? So with Firemouth, it's it's Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the year, and okay. Firemouth is playing the slot. And we know okay. that uh, Roethlisberger loves that dump off. So – 
it's unless Claypool catches a long pass, um, it's he's kind of restricted off. So everybody likes it because now Firemouth Fire is going to be getting a lot more targets. Okay. All right. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like fully, fully. Mike loves Pat Firemouth. I do. I do love Pat Firemouth. I like. I like him an awful lot. But I'm also not going to like him enough to be where he's more than a blob guy. But being a blob guy can actually outpoint Chase Claypool, and it definitely can outpoint uh, Odell Beckham. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, who do we got in this one? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Clean sweep, baby. I'm going Cleveland. The More Steelers. like a Cleve sweep. Cleve, Cleve sweep, folks. That's why he gets paid. Leave it to Cleaver. I have still not gotten paid, Evan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I, We will not. My money, Hoovler. Yeah, Hoovler. Where's my money, Hoovler? All right. Buffalo is 4-2. and two. Miami is 1-6. and 49.5 point over under. Buffalo, 13.5 point favorites. Let's get, let's get this out of the way first. Buffalo. Is gonna win this football game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they won't. Okay, Mike, you're you're down for Miami then. No, 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 joking, joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> All right, so clean sweep on Buffalo then. We'll get just get that out of the way. Uh, Dawson Knox not playing because of his hand injury. He got surgery on it. Um, More like a garbage sweep because of because of the garbage plate. It's from Buffalo. Oh, folks. That Look one wasn't sir. very good. Yeah, it's not as good. You're right. Um, much like uh, the Miami Dolphins, also Woo! not very good. There we go. Uh, Devontae Parker is still questionable with his hamstring injury. Um, I also like that we are like 45 minutes into this podcast. We did not mention that Sunday night or Sunday is Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, uh, football, uh, uh, football spooky. Football spookity. Football spookity. Uh, to uh. Tungo Vailoa will be the starter for the rest of the season unless he gets hurt, according to Brian Flores. Um, and that is all that I see for injuries. Um, of course, uh, Malcolm Brown was placed on IR. Uh, we already knew that. So speaking of that, that should give us um, some confidence in Miles Gaskin, I hope. But can we start any Dolphins player with confidence? Uh, Buffalo, one of the best defenses in the league, one of the stingiest defenses in the league. Um, so can we start any Buffalo, I'm sorry, any Miami? One guy. Who would that be? Mike Goodsicky. Mike Goodsicky. That's the, the big boy is back. He's, uh, he's getting a lot of targets, even with Tua coming back, his role has stayed the same. Um, tough defense, obviously. So the upside is probably not quite as high, but, um, yeah, Goodsicky should get enough targets to have a solid floor. Uh, he's still a tight end one right now. He's tight end one regardless of matchup. Okay, Mike, what do you think about that? I totally agree. Uh, uh, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to say Miles gas can, but I think the gas had ran out of the can, and it's all good sicky for you. Good sicky. Okay, so we're not we're not gonna lean into the waddle. We're gonna waddle away. Yeah, we're waddling oh, away this week. I mean, you, you could flex him if you're desperate, but. He's not a great play this week, I'd say. Okay, Mike, that seemed to jog some sort of uh, sense memory in you of liking Jalen Waddle. So I do like Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Me too. I really like Jalen Waddle. I mean, I'm playing him in Scott Fishbowl, but like, uh, in a regular I, league, I, I think it's tough to put him in there right now. I can see where where Buffalo is 
has a solid lead like we kind of saw last night with uh, Green Bay and they're forced to throw a bit and those dump offs, those quick dump off passes where he runs out of, you know, runs out of bounds. Waddle would just eat those alive. I'm I'm going to say Gesicki and Waddle. OK, so Gesicki has moved into um, a start with I mean, sorry, Waddle's moved into start with confidence for you then, Mike. Yes. All right. He's a wide receiver, 21 on the season. Uh, as I mentioned, he could be getting just hit with dump offs because the Bills have a solid lead. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Walker, what do you think about that? What do I think about what? Sorry. Uh, Mike has reversed his feelings on Jalen Waddle. Are you still where you were? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not changing anything. All right. Um, all right. So my start sit cut for this one is Cole Beasley. Tommy Sweeney and Devin Singletary, an all Buffalo special. Now that's the garbage plate. Oof, we got him. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna cut Tommy Sweeney. But the uh, the demon tight end of uh, Orchard Park, Sweeney I like, Tom. I like the big boy, but uh, not that much. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'll start. I'll start. Start COVID boy and uh, bench Singletary. All right, Mike Beasley, Sweeney, Singletary. I'm going to start Singletary. I'm going to bench Beasley, and I'm going to cut Sweeney. I am going to start Tommy Sweeney this week. The big boy is getting a touchdown, folks. You heard it. The Sween dog. The Sween dog. And then I'm going to bench Devin Singletary and cut Cole Beasley because I do not feel like getting a breakthrough case from him. Oof. All right. So we already said it's going to be Buffalo across the board. So let's move to. Oh, are we starting Josh Allen? Yeah. OK, just had to make sure. Um, let, <laughs> yeah. me, let, me, let me do a second start to cut for you guys. Um, Zach Moss, Emmanuel Sanders, and then we will go uh, Jalen Waddle. Ooh. Why do I have to cut one of these guys? Because that's the game. And I would say for this week that's only. Brutal. For, this oh, for week this only. week. So like if you were making like a like a DFS or something. Or if you were like me where you had to cut everybody last week and then you spent all your fab to get your players back. Oh. <laughs> which right. I did in my home league. Um, I'll start Manny Sanders. Bench. Uh, I'll bench Moss and cut Waddle. That feels like shit. Sorry, that's a best word. Over Moss. One one oh seven fifty five. Thank you, Walker. You're welcome. I said a bad word. <laughs> I wish uh, I had a, I wish I had a, a button so that that uh, I could like be like woo woo. <laughs> you could just have me saying sadly I said a bad word. <laughs> just have that cut in. Bad, yeah. bad word alert. Bad word. Um, yeah, I have Moss over Waddle just because uh, it's a touchdown upside, better team. Waddle's obviously a much better receiver than Zach Moss is a running back, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all he needs is pretty much a touchdown, and he's probably going to outproduce Waddle. Uh, I'm going to go 
uh, start Waddle, Vince Sanders, and Cut Moss. I am starting Zach Moss, benching Emmanuel Sanders, and cutting Jalen Waddle. Okay, I think I'm Zach Moss gets I'm two touchdowns show. this week. You guys, two you touchdowns from Zach Moss. Mike's out of here. I'm out. Peace. Bye, Mike. Off the, off the uh, waddle, waddle. All right. Well, Philly, waddle. two and four. Detroit, oh and seven. 48 point over under. Philly, three and a half point road favorites. Uh, Jamal Williams has a thigh injury and is questionable uh, for this weekend. And then TJ Hawkinson with his knee and ankle is off the injury report. And uh, DeAndre Swift is once again questionable with a groin injury and will once again play. Uh, Jared Goff compared Khalif Raymond to Cooper Cup. So he is now in concussion protocol. Um, <laughs> for the Eagles, Jordan Howard is uh, practicing with the starters. Miles Sanders is on IR. Devonta Smith missed a practice with a headache. Um, okay. No, I feel that. Just it's have a migraine. I, uh, I can headache. understand if like you're regular. Bad sometimes, dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, trust me, I missed a basketball game because I had a migraine, and um, I was I was already at the game, and I got the migraine. And I told my coach, so I sat at the Scotty end. Of, the ass. I sat at the end of the bench with a towel over my head, and then a basketball hit me in the head. Oh Because <laughs> I was not watching the game. No. Um. So that was fun. Uh, Joe Flacco is no longer an Eagle, and he is somewhere between Philadelphia and New York at this point. Yeah, he's he got just lost. crawling. He's just crawling from Philly to New York. Uh, he's, he's, going a, he's going on a, a he's he's doing a cheesesteak tasting tour. He could be. I looked it up. It only takes 27 hours to walk. So if he had like three difficult days, he could have walked faster than uh, than uh, the amount of time it takes. It's taken him to get there. So, Walker, this is your game. Let's talk about uh, what you want to ask us about. Yeah, I'm asking. um if it matters at all, really, for fantasy that Jalen Hurts is bad at throwing the ball? No. Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, I And Mike Mike is uh, shaking his head no as well. So I agree for Jalen Hurts that it doesn't matter that Jalen Hurts can't throw. But it does matter for everyone else on the team. Yes. And uh, that's the unfortunate part because Devontae Smith looks really good. But – you can't play him most of the time because he's getting like 11 inaccurate targets a game. Yeah. It rules. I, I think no, it doesn't <laughs> rule. Jeff, get out of here. The, the major, the major problem with Jalen hurts is as long yeah, as he's everything. starting and playing, you're fine. It, what, regardless of, you know, what he can do as a quarterback. Uh, the problem is if you're writing or have Jalen hurts is most of the time your starter. And, they're you know they're already bad and they lose and you you I can definitely as I called from the very beginning see Jalen Hurts not being the starting quarterback for this team uh, because of it so and I think it all depends on the situation if you're using Jalen Hurts as a backup it don't matter if you're using Jalen Hurts as a starter because he can't throw then you might be in trouble. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Is what is the difference between 2,635 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, and 2,599 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, and nine interceptions? Is there a major uh, difference there? Did you say like eight touchdown difference? No. Uh, four, four touchdowns, two, two pick. Two, two touchdown, two pick difference. Uh, and about 36 more passing yards. I guess I'd pick the guy who's thrown less interceptions, but I mean, it's, it's negligible difference. Okay. Yeah. So 
Um, those are the first 11 games for Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has 2,635 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, 7 picks. Aaron Rodgers had 2,599 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, and 9 picks. This idea that Jalen Hurts is going to get given up on, it feels extremely like... I mean, Nick Sirianni might do it because he's playing for his job, but if they want this this kid to develop, they gotta. there's only one way for that to happen, and that's to play him. And I know the Eagles have like... 25 first round picks next year it feels like um from trading around and trading up and trading down and all that stuff but i mean i think they let i think they let the kid ride for the year there's a huge difference between statistics and what you can do on the football field as as far as quarterback trades i mean look at peyton manning's uh rookie year he got a guy through 28 interceptions you compare okay. that to anybody throwing 28 interceptions, especially in today's game, you're going to be like, why is this guy even quarterback? Well, the, the reason is, can the guy do the job as far as the quarterback traits allow him to do the job comparable to Aaron Rodgers? So if Aaron Rodgers even had seven more interceptions than Jalen Hurts at this time during the time span, and Aaron Rodgers is doing things correctly as a quarterback, and you could see the promising develop, then you can say, okay, I can live with that because he's developing and getting better. If I'm looking at Jalen Hurts and going, um, yeah, that that's his potential, that's his max, then you have to make a decision uh, one way or the other that whether you're going to say, okay, this is acceptable or this isn't acceptable. Who, who has decided that Jalen Hurts has reached his maximum in his 11 NFL starts? I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts has reached his maximum. I'm saying that if you, by comparing the two, if you're looking at the traits of each one, you can you can live with Aaron Rodgers being um, just as equitable as Jalen Hurts if Aaron Rodgers is showing progression and Jalen Hurts isn't. Okay, yeah. what what about uh, what I gave you for Jalen Hurts' stats and what Jameis Winston did in his first 11 games? Because they're uh, virtually identical as well, 26, 50, 16, and 10. Jameis Winston doesn't have a lot of the stats, but he's been he was a starter for Tampa Bay for a long time. He's now the starter for New Orleans. I just don't – I think the idea that this kid has to perform right away or we're just going to be like, well, he is what he is, and he's not performing, and um, we're just going to, you know – he, he has to play the game this particular way or we're going to give up on him. I, it feels extremely sh- short-sighted if the Eagles go that route. The, the, the difference, too, is victories. Is If, if the Eagles were, well, you know, 6-2 and two or 5-1, and one, then you could sort of say, we can still deal with, with Jalen Hurts. The, that's, that's a huge uh, variance is going, okay, can we be better – if we put Gardner Minshew in there and because we're struggling, we want to make the playoffs and Jalen Hurts isn't getting us to victories. Let's see what Jalen, let's see what Gardner Minshew can do um, before our season's completely wrecked. So I just if, don't think they're making Jaylen, the playoffs if, regardless. Like, yeah, they're not making the playoffs regardless, Mike. I mean, they got to get through. Well, this season isn't over yet. It, it's, mean, it's not, they're, they're not eliminated from the playoffs. Are the Niners are the Niners making the playoffs, Mike? I, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is you're. Are the Four Niners make the playoffs? Probably not. Yes. But 
are they eliminated from the playoffs? No. It's a two two separate situations. Well, I mean, the Niners beat the Eagles, so if you don't think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, I mean, if you don't think the Niners are going to make the playoffs, you can't say that the Eagles are going to be in a position to make the playoffs. The NFC East isn't like it's been in past years where, you know, seven and nine gets you in. Like, the Cowboys are a buzzsaw. So they're they're working on getting one of the two last wildcard slots. And oh, yeah, because the Rams slash Cardinals are going to have one. Yeah. Well, my point was the fact that with Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay was the fact that they – were still in playoff contention, which is why Jameis Winston was still. And I don't even know who the backup quarterback was, to be honest with you, with Jameis Winston there. They so, um, huh? I think it was Glennon. Glennon. Okay. So, you know, there's there's multiple factors that go into I, what, what I'm what I'm seeing from you, Jeff, is that you're you're taking one set of stats and another and comparing them and saying, okay, these are the same guys. And I'm saying you can't. You, there's no way. You can say these are the same guys because there is like 1,500 other factors that go into making these decisions that um, will compare one quarterback to the other quarterback. And one is one of those I factors think, is apparently benching the guy that's putting them in playoff position to see if Gardner Minshew can continue to put them in playoff position. Isn't that exactly what we torched the Dolphins for doing last year? Well, that, that, I, okay. So <laughs> I mean, one of your arguments was was they're the going to be fighting in for playoff position. Josh. Yeah, well, well, what Mike said was, what if the Eagles are in playoff position and they want to see what they're get, what if Gardner Minshew can get them further, and and that's exactly what we torched the Dolphins for doing last year. There, I, that was different too because Tua Tungleviola was a rookie. Uh, Jalen Hurts has had eleven starts. He's okay. functionally still a rookie. And those coaches and those and those uh, see him every single day in practice. Every single day, see him doing film every single day and look and have an, a microscopic view on Jalen Hurts. And if they think and I'm not saying that this is what it is. I'm saying that if they believe that Gardner Minshew can give them a better chance to win and they are looking at Jalen Hurts going, this is it. He he has hit the ceiling and Gardner Minshew can do more for us then that could be the situation where they go, Gardner Minshew, you are now our starter quarterback, and Jalen Hurts, you're hitting the bench. I think I think so. Mike is right that you can't just put stats on a piece of paper, compare two guys, and say this is the same thing. Well, you also can't say a win-loss record is going to be no, the No, I, I know, Jeff. Yeah. Can you let me finish? And That wasn't I'm, my point. My point I'm was trying, just win-loss. Okay. I was talking right. about Sorry. both quarterbacks. Okay. Walker, I'm, what was your point? I'm trying to get you guys to stop arguing about this. Um, basically, you guys, the problem is, is that you guys aren't seeing to eye to eye because you're not arguing the same thing. Because Mike isn't arguing that Jalen Hurts is bad and should be replaced, which seems to be what you're arguing against, Jeff. Right. It's like Mike is simply putting forth that there is a possibility that the Eagles decide to make this decision. Yes. Not not now. I Oh, sorry. I think sorry. that would be a dumb decision, and I know Jeff also thinks it would be a dumb decision. I don't know what Mike thinks, and that's not that's doesn't, my point. Really, doesn't really matter, I guess. But we can't just believe that the Eagles are going to be smart about this. I mean, Hertz is not Sirianni's guy, so I, does Sirianni I get, have the have the mental makeup to have a guy though? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Nervous. I have no idea, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I basically uh does it matter that Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball? Um Jeff and I say no for Jalen Hurts. Mike says maybe because Nick Sirianni might be really stupid. Yeah, I just all right. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think it would be incredibly stupid if they benched him. I agree, but I, I, I definitely because, think that it's something that could happen. Because the alternative is the milk toast. It's it's the meme quarterback. Like <laughs> that's all he is. It's just memes. Like that's that's Gardner Minshew sucks. Like he's not good at football. I don't understand <laughs> benching Jalen Hurts for Gardner Minshew. I mean, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I mean. I guess I, I guess Jeff's problem here is that he can't comprehend any football coach being stupid enough to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I, but I don't, I'm, but I'm telling you, there's all the time. I'm I'm telling you, there's a lot of dumb coaches out there, my guy. Nick Sirianni. I guess if if I had to pick the dumbest current coach in the NFL, I would go with Nick Sirianni. So I guess that makes sense. Oof. He's, he's not a good coach. No, I he's mean, not. He's, he's the, very the, bad. Nothing he has done at any point has given me any. Inkling that he is anything but the dumbest coach in the NFL. I mean, Joe Joe Judge is pretty dumb too. But Joe Judge had them what like four and one or something? I, or they they Joe Judge had them. I mean, the division was bad, but he had them. I don't know. I don't know. But like everything from Jeff, the, can you, you know, please stop hyperventilating about the theoretical possibility that Jalen Hurts gets benched <laughs> by a dumbass? No, now 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 I'm mad at Nick Sirianni just existing. Like from his first press conference to his most recent press conference to Miles Sanders having fewer touches per game than James Conner on the Cardinals, nothing this man does makes any sense at all whatsoever. To continuing to throw the football to Jalen Rager. Instead of uh, Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith to um, just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, who are your start, sit, and cut, Walker? Let's, uh, my, let's get my out start, of this nosedive. My start, sit, cut in this game is uh, Jamal Williams, who is a player on the Detroit Lions, the other team in this game. There is another um, team in this Oh, game. yeah, they're playing somebody, aren't they? <laughs> uh, Jamal Williams, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Start, sit, cut. I will cut Boston Scott because he's a poor man's Kenny Gainwell. I will start Kenny Gainwell, and I will sit Jamal Williams. That's also my answer. I'm going to start Boston Scott. Ooh. I'm going to sit Jamal, and I'm going to cut Gainwell. Why are you cutting Gainwell? Because Boston Scott will probably take over the Miles Sanders role, which will leave Kenny Gainwell to what we've seen Kenny Gainwell be. Um, and he's only, uh, Miles Sanders is only going to be out for three weeks anyways. So I'd rather have um, Jamal, Jamal than, um, than King Gainwell. Jamal, Jamal. Jamal, Jamal. All <laughs> righty. Um, I, I would mean, say. I would say uh, you got some obvious starts here. You're playing Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing uh, Swift. You're playing Hertz. You're playing Swift. I think uh, that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah I, you know, I don't recommend playing Khalif Raymond. Or Khal- Khalif. It, it's actually Khalif. I heard him say oh, his own Khalif? name. Yeah, I heard him okay. say his own name. He just doesn't make a fuss about it. But, okay. Yeah, it's it's actually Khalif. Um 
But yeah, don't play him uh, unless you're really desperate. Um, also, don't play uh, don't play Jalen Rager. Don't play Quez Watkins. Goddard's a fine play. Um, if you've got a better oh. option, that'd be good. But um, Goddard is a back end tight end one pretty much every week. Yeah, I forgot about Dallas Goddard. Um, Mike, is there anybody else you're starting other than Goddard, Hawk, uh, DeAndre Swift? And Jalen. And, and uh, Jalen Hurts, who you love. <laughs> um, Mike loves Jalen Hurts so much. I probably wouldn't even start Jalen Hurts in this matchup. Oh, um, come on. Dude, I'm going to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit's defense is better than I think a lot of people think. Um, He's right. Um, the 49ers crushed him. The 49ers can't do anything. Well, that was like week two. That was week one. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 yeah, uh, I think I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty much it. I, the receiver from Detroit, you can't really trust because it's one or the other and either. Yeah. Um, yeah Raymond had 10 targets last week or whatever. And now this week, it'll probably be like St. Brown will get 10 targets for some reason. Yeah, it'll be on, on Monroe this week. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. That's it's what it is. OK. Who's right. winning? Detroit. Boys. Detroit I, gets off the schneid. I, I agree. I think Detroit's had just bad luck. They've actually they they're better than they're they're a lot better than 0 and 7, I believe. Yeah. They've had some they've played competitive football against a lot of good teams this year, but it's just come up short for one reason or the other. So I think uh Sunday is the day that they are the victors. Detroit Lions smoking on that Sirianni pack. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. I'm picking the Lions, baby. Let's go. Clean sweep sweep for the 0 and 7 Detroit Lions. Yeah, we, a clean sweep of seven losses so far, but it ends this week. Do you know what the good news about this is? Is nobody can make fun of anybody else. <laughs> this does not go the way. Yeah, if, if Philly wins by 14, everybody. Yeah, we'll we'll all just be like, well, we got that one wrong, didn't we? <laughs> a bunch of idiots. Yeah, a bunch of morons here. All right, Tennessee. Well, fi- if Detroit wins, then then we look like it, geniuses. Yeah, we'll we'll look like the smartest men in the room. Um, but Arizona lost their undefeated record, and Detroit would lose their under undefeated record. Do the um, do the zero and sixteen Detroit Lions from a few years ago like pop champagne when a team finally? Oh, the Browns <laughs> did it too. Oh, that's right. The Browns were zero and sixteen too. I forgot about that. No, they wouldn't pop champagne. They would pop sparkling wine. Sparkling, sparkling wine. <laughs> they would they would they would pop bottles of tap water. It's it's the uh, the Welch's sparkling grape juice. Uh, all right, Tennessee five and two, Indianapolis three and four, uh, fifty one point over under. It's essentially a pick 'em because Indy is one point favorites, or are one point favorites. I know grammar. Uh, T Y Hilton is questionable for the game this weekend. Uh, Naheem Hines was upgraded to full with his rib injury, but I mean honestly, who cares? Jonathan Taylor also upgraded to full. Um, that's it for the Colts. And then for the Tennessee Titans, we have um, Darrington Evans being placed in IR with his knee injury. So if you're one of those freaks that feels like you have to handcuff everybody, I guess it's Jeremy McNichols um, or probably Deonta Foreman. I'm just going to take a guess that he's kicking around there. Oh, it's Kari Blazing game. Dang it. He's hurt, too. Oh, he's hurt, too. Deonta Foreman, come on down. Um, Julio Jones. The next contestant on Tennessee Titans backup running back. (laughs) Julio Jones will not play this weekend uh, with his hamstring injury. Uh, Taylor Lewan, who suffered a concussion in week six, is practicing in full, so he should be good to go for this weekend. 
uh, barring any setback. And that is it for injuries. So, Mike, what would you like to talk about for this game? Is it Jalen Hurts some more? Yeah, let's talk about Jalen. Um, All right. So, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Nick Sirianni, you know, um, went from the Colts to the Eagles. So, yeah, we can connect true. it. Uh, no, my real question is, will Carson Wentz enter the top 10 for the first time this season? Absolutely. Next question. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'll extrapolate on a little bit. Um, I was going to say, we got to make up some ground after screaming yeah, at each other. That's true. Yeah. We got we to gotta go a little faster. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I Indy's been playing a lot better lately. Tennessee is a very good offense. Um, yeah, I, I think this one's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, so, and once has been playing pretty well, so I, I'll, I'll give once a top 10 finish for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a shootout. And I think that, um, there's going to be at least one dump off to Jonathan Taylor where he does all the hard work and mm-hmm. takes it a very long way, um, for, uh, for, um, Carson Wentz because the Titans are really bad at stopping running backs. Um, so, I do believe that, yeah, this will be a, a top 10 game for Carson Wentz. I hope so, because week three, when he had those bum ankles, it was a top. It was only 10 points that he scored yeah. the whole entire game. Yeah, Walker and I talked about that, that, you know, it was, yeah, the two bum ankles is if you just look at the last Tennessee indie matchup, like that, that that's the determining factor, I think, for Carson Wentz. Yeah, that'll be the difference. The fact that he has functional feet. Um, yeah, and as you guys were talking about, too, he's he's becoming much better over the last three weeks. Interceptions are almost disappeared, and he looks much comfortable in this mm-hmm. offense and healthy for one. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with that. Um, and then start, sit, cut, we have Wentz, Brown, and JT. Oof. As much as I like Wentz this week, I think I'd have to cut Wentz from that. Um I'll start uh I'll start Taylor and Bench Brown of those three. Um so wow, Wentz Brown and JT. Mike's really pulling no punches, huh? I'm seeing if wow. there's any loophole I can get in here if there's a Brown on the defense that I can get rid of. Go away, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm with Walker. I will start. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what Walker said uh, outside of Wentz. <laughs> I was getting a uh, bubble water out of my my sweet bu- fridge that I bu- have. Bubble water. Bubble water. Um, I'm gonna bench Wentz. I will start JT, and I, w- I guess I'll sit AJ Brown. You get, you got your cutting Wentz, you mean? Correct. Yeah, you keep saying sit and bench like they're not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting him on the waiver wire. See, I, I don't cut. I think that's too violent a term. I'm going I, remo- to, I, I, I place them off my roster. I, gen- I gently place them back onto the waiver wire. Gotcha. Also, Jayon Brown. I will I will cut Jayon Brown, uh, inside linebacker for the Titans who's Titans. on ice. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to find Jayon. <laughs> uh, right. you got to start. Uh, you you got to start Henry. You gotta start AJB. Wait, wait, wait! You gotta start Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, not against that Colts defense. No way. <laughs> All right. DeForest Buckner is good. I will give him that. But uh, yeah, you gotta start Henry. You gotta start JT. You gotta start uh, AJ Brown. Honestly, in this matchup, I think Michael Pittman's gotta be in your lineup. 
Yeah, I mean, Pittman's, like, snaked his way into the top 24. Yeah, yeah, he's number 19 overall, and he's played one more game, but um, I think on points per game basis, you said he's 26 on the ranking show, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been... His ceiling hasn't been super high, but he's been just, like, insanely consistent. He's like the Daryl Henderson of receivers. Yeah, that's a good call. Yep. Yeah, so, all right, start, sit, cut. Uh, Derrick Henry... Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, go. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, start Henry. I guess because I have already have a running back, I'll cut Taylor and I'll bench AJ Brown. <laughs> wow, this guy loves the Titans and hates the Colts, Mike. Are you yeah, take my goodness, you're cutting JT. Oh my God. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who wins? I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, Mike. That's fair. I'm I'm going to go with the Colts because Titans beat the Colts already this year. I'm going. I'm going with the Colts. Wow. So the Colts better than the Chiefs and the Bills is what we're is what I'm hearing. Hell yeah. Trans, transitive wins, baby. Transit. That's how they work. Concordia, the- Concordia, Michigan beat Penn State or something. I don't know. All right. Transitive wins. Folks. All right. Oh, next the next game is my game. <laughs> Cincinnati and the Jets. Cincinnati five and two. Jets one and five. This is a forty-two point over under. Cincinnati. Ugh. What was that? Ugh. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Cincinnati are ten and a half point favorites. Um, just just to clarify, that means that the Jets have an implied point total of this in this game of like sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about that's right. Very bad unfathomably bad uh chris evans is uh declared out for the Bengals, so it's going to be Mixon and p ryan against a team that sco- that allowed uh five touchdowns to running backs last week um and then for the jets who cares uh tevin coleman <laughs> is out uh Corey davis is doubtful um, oh geez really yeah he got downgraded i was i was ready to say questionable and he got downgraded today and mike white's your quarterback have mike, fun yeah, yeah mike. mike white's your quarterback <laughs> it's not going to be good, folks. Yeah. Um, start, sit, cut. Uh, Boyd Crowder, P-Wine. I'm going to go cut, or I'm going to go sit Crowder, uh, Walker. Just just a thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. All right, they, so Walker. They thought, they, Dallas Cowboys thought enough of Mike White that they kept Ben DiNucci. That's, I think, all you need to know. Ben DiNucci? Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Uh, all right, uh, Walker, what is your question for this game? Uh, I, I went with the, this is this a sneaky bad matchup for Cincinnati's receivers? Yes. The the Jets allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers because teams just run on them all game long. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nobody needs to throw on these guys. Yeah. It's going to be like the Niners Packers NFC championship game where it's like eight pass attempts from Mike yeah. White is all they need. <laughs> or yeah, from Joe, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Bur- yeah. Burrow's been throwing a lot, but I feel like Burrow in this game is going to be like, uh, 14 for 19 for 175 yards. Yeah. Because, I, yeah. We're going to get like a whole quarter of who is it? Chase Daniel. Is that the backup there? Uh, Brandon Allen. Brand, oh, Brandon Allen. That's right. We're going to get Daniel's a, the backup in LA for the Chargers. Okay. So yeah, we're going to get a whole quarter of Brandon Allen. I think. Yeah. I think it's already, already got that against the lions. This one might be even worse. <sighs> yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a rough go. Um, yeah, Mike, you, what, what's your thought on this one? Yeah, I agree. I, I, it depends. So 
you know there's probably going to be at least 24 to 28 points scored before they just completely shut down the passing game. Sure. And mm-hmm. who gets those points? Joe Mixon. Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. So, but I do agree. Maybe CJ Uzama. It is, it is something to point out that th- this is one of those games that where you look at the Jets and you look at the Bengals and you're like, oh, they're just going to dominate and start everybody and it's going to be explosive. And it just turns out to be a complete dud for like three-fourths of the players. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's just not a game where they're going to need to do a whole lot through the air. And the Jets – are good at like one thing on the football field and that's not giving up a bunch of receiving yards. So yeah, I mean, I think you have to start Jamar chase, but I wouldn't be playing Tyler Boyd and you probably have better options than T Higgins. Um, Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. uh, I I think, I think this game is going to be defined by two to three very long breakaway touchdowns from the Bengals. Yeah. One probably from Chase, one from probably Joe Mixon. And then maybe one from Uzoma. Yeah, potentially yeah. Uzoma. I, I mean, I yeah, Uzoma is a good play because the, the Jets, as good as they are against receivers, uh, just terrible against tight ends. I think worst in the league. Um, so Uzoma should have another good week and then get rid of him. Trade him after this week because he gets like three targets a game. And once he faces competent opponents, he will not be good anymore. All right, start, sit, cut, boys. We got Samaje P. Ryan, Jamison Crowder, Tyler Boyd. Um, I'm going to flip your thing on its head and say I'm going to cut LaMichael P. Ryan. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will start uh, Samaje P. Ryan in this. I will bench Tyler Boyd and I will cut Jamison Crowder because I have a continue. I have literally zero jets on any of my rosters, and I'm going to keep it that way. Uh, I cut P. Ryan, I keep Crowder, or start Crowder, and I bench Boyd. What? Crowder's hurt, Mike. Oh, no, that's Corey Davis. That's Corey Davis, who I did have in here, but then I quickly pivoted. Okay, good, because I was like, wait a second, I thought the Jets wide receiver was not uh, Jamison Crowder. Okay. It wasn't until five minutes ago. Okay. Um, I'm starting P. Ryan. I think he's a good play this week. Um, Probably not often but the jets are not good against running backs at all and cincinnati is going to be salting this game away a lot in the second half so p ryan's going to get probably 15 touches um i think he's definitely a good flex guy i'll bench crowder and i'm cutting tyler boyd he is a distant third in targets on this team right now he gets no red zone looks he gets no downfield looks he just has absolutely no ceiling. I mean, it's it's just not good. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, Clean sweep for the Bengals here. <laughs> absolutely. Mike? Uh, I'm going, yeah, Bengals for sure. I was like, what are you doing, Mike? You're <laughs> killing me. I, um, I, I, forgot, I, I forgot who they were playing for like half a second. Yeah, no, Bengals, <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, though, is when Walker said clean sweep for the Bengals, I'm so used to them being the Bengals that I was like, no, oh, wait, no, they're good now. <laughs> like, my, <laughs> my gut instinct was absolutely not. Yeah. Um, 
one last question. Uh, we we talked a lot about the wide receivers. What do we think about Joe Burrow? Uh, if you have a, I, I would look for a better option this week. I Mike? still think Burrow's going to be in the top twelve area. So it just okay. depends on who who you have in that streaming category. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's I had him at fourteen, but yeah, no, I, that was with the two Thursday night guys ahead of him, so. Yeah, I think uh, Mike and I are pretty much on the same page there. Yeah, it might be hard to get away from him, but, you know, yep. I, I would rather Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill. I'd play Daniel Jones over Joe Burrow yeah. this week. I, I, I'm, that's sticking out in my head, and I'm just like, man, I... I, I uh, um, that's an interesting situation. Yeah. Daniel Jones, huh? Over Burrow? I personally would. Not that, you know, Joe Burrow is obviously much better at football, but... Uh, yeah, Jones has a really good matchup. Yeah, against KC. So, okay. All right, let's move on to the Rams in Houston. Um, 47.5 point over under Rams, 14.5 point favorites. These teams have opposite records with the Rams 6-1, and one, the Texans 1-6. and six. Who did they beat? Jaguars week one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Tyrod went nuts, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He's back, boys. Tyrod's back. Folks, Tyrod is back, um, except uh, this afternoon, Aaron Reese reports David Mills will be starting uh, oh, this weekend. Dang. So Tyrod's Tyrod, not back. Tyrod's <laughs> not back. He's Ooh. off my arm, but he won't be back. Um, uh, David Johnson is now expected to be the feature back with Mark Ingram now a saint. Um, Philip Lindsay should get more of a workload, which, I mean, obviously, <sighs> if you get rid of Mark Ingram, uh, turn it from a three-headed committee to a two-headed committee. Um, Austin Eckler is questionable and he felt sore after practice and, uh, his hip is something to monitor. Luckily, this is a 10 AM game. So, um, you should be able to know ahead of time, uh, before rosters lock if Eckler is going to play. Also Walker Rotor world said that he felt sore after wind nest days practice. So do me a favor and get their ass. Um, said when does day. <laughs> All right. Mike Williams has been dealing with the knee issue. He is uh, back at practice full. Keenan Allen missed Monday's practice with dental work, which is extremely funny. Uh, my guy had a dentist appointment. <laughs> he had a sore tooth. Um, reminds me, we, uh, we used to play a lot of pickup football in the summers, uh, flag football stuff. And one guy, uh, shout out Brian, who, I'm still in a fantasy football league with. He had to leave because he had a haircut appointment. Say <laughs> <Dude>, what? <laughs> Heck yeah. He had to leave our flag football game because he had a hair appointment. So okay. shout out him for missing practice for hair. Well, you know, you got to do what's important. Yep. So um, I realize I wrote my uh, start sick cut, uh, forgetting that Mark Ingram was no longer on the team. Um, so my question for this game for you guys is, is there room in this offense for both Tyler Higby and Robert Woods? And I have some interesting uh, things to uh, point out here. So in the first uh, got a gotcha question, no, it's not a gotcha question. I'm, I'm outlining it for you guys to explain where I'm coming from. Oh, OK, so in the first th- four games, they were splitting 12, uh, 10 to 12 targets every game, almost like reverse. So um, as like Robert Woods targets go up. Um, Ty- uh, Tyler Higby's targets would go down and co- sort of back and forth. And then um, that went away for the Seahawks game where Robert Woods took over. And now it's back now where they're almost splitting targets down the middle, five and five in uh, against the Giants and then six and eight 
against the Lions, which was obviously a bigger pie because, you know, um, Matthew Stafford was throwing the ball to try to uh, have a little bit of a revenge game going on there. But my question is, is, you know, these are clearly guys that are taking back seats to Cooper Cup. Is there room for both of them in this offense? And this is not a gotcha question. This is an actual question because Robert Woods has been somewhat disappointing this year. All right. Thank you, boys. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Jeff is, uh, yeah, I mean, is there room for both of them? I, not really, I, I would say. I mean, I would hope that they would make the better decision for their football team and give Woods like 75% of that work and Hickby less. But right now it seems to be kind of just a matchup-based thing. Like if the other team, it seems like if the other team plays just off the tight end, then they'll just throw to Higby five or six times and kind of ignore Woods. And then if the team just single covers Woods the whole game, then they'll do like they did against Seattle and give Woods 14 targets. It, I don't know. It just, for some reason, it seems like Woods this year is, it's, Unless the focal point of the game plan is get Robert Woods the ball, he's an afterthought. And I I know that's what you said, Jeff, so obviously I'm not really giving a whole lot of new information <laughs> here. But, you know, I guess the, the answer is no. I mean, it, not neither of these guys, you know, they're not both going to have great games at the same time. So, Okay. All right, Mike, what do you think? Well, I agree with Walker that it's difficult to get both Higby and Woods um, great games just because Cooper Cup demands or Stafford and Cooper Cup, not even Cup's not even demanding anything. Stafford just like, here's everything. Um, <laughs> and it, when you give someone everything, you, you have very, very left, uh, very minimal leftover. Uh, so Woods, Woods would be my second guy and then Higby, but it's this is one of those things where Robert Woods was probably wide receiver 15 to 18 coming in, and now he's a wide receiver 23 on the season. So he has been a little bit disappointing, and a lot of that has to do with just the amount of volume Cooper Cup's getting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of thing. It's a sort of thing where Cooper Cup is just, yeah, he's just swallowing everything whole. So. Um, all right, guys, do you want the chaos question or the helpful question? Uh, both, but give me the helpful one first. All right. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and David Johnson. Mm. I'm starting Cooks. Um, I'll bench DJ and I'll cut Woodsy. Woodsy. All right, Mike. Woods, Cooks, and David Johnson. He's going to start David Johnson. This guy loves David Johnson. This man I loves love David, David Johnson. Johnson. Absolutely love David Johnson. Uh, especially now with Mark Ingram out of the picture. But I, I don't. I can't love him enough. Um, so I would start Woods, uh, Bench Cooks, mm. and goodbye, mm. David. Oh, he's. Oh no. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. We may. We made him do the unthinkable. Yeah. This, look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> yeah. DJ. All right. You guys want the chaos question? Yeah. yeah. Philip Lindsay, Van Jefferson, and Nico Collins. <laughs> that is totally uh, I'll start Van because this is a game where the Rams could score a ton of points. Um, 
I will... I'll bench Nico because I don't want to cut him in the event that Cooks gets traded. And then I'll cut Lindsay because I don't think there's any upside in that role. All right, guys. So Houston, clean sweep here? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, clean sweep for the L. Yeah. <laughs> clean sweep for the L. A Rams to get the L. All right. I, I got I, I it in there, guys. Sorry. Rams win. Uh, let's, let's be clear here. Rams are going to win. They are going to win the football game. Uh, Mike, how about you have, this? Do you guys have the over or uh, for the Rams 14 and a half? Oh, the Rams are going to win by like three touchdowns. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Rams to cover and I'll take over 47 and a half. Yes, and I'm realizing. Actually, you know what? No, I'll take under because Mills is playing. If Taylor was playing, I feel like they could scratch out 20 points. But with Mills playing, I they're just going to blitz the hell out of him. By the way, I really like how you guys listen to my team news because I read off the Chargers team report and nobody stopped me. So thank you guys. You're welcome. That's <laughs> Let what me we're read, here for. Let me read the Rams one really quick. Uh, Andrew Whitworth ruled out. Jalen Ramsey went to Chipotle, I do believe, because he was added to the injury report with an illness questionable. Uh, so maybe you got the A.J. Brown special. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and the Rams have mutually agreed to find a trade partner. And that is it for the Rams. So instead of reading the Chargers, just rewind five minutes and let's go to Chargers, New England. Um, for the Patriots, uh, Johnny Smith is questionable with the shoulder injury, has been limited in practice all week. But honestly, you should probably be getting rid of Johnny Smith at this point. He's not running any routes. Um, guys, this is bombshell news. This might be the biggest segment uh, since Jalen Hurts. Oh, no. The Patriots would not need much convincing to trade Nikhil Harry. <laughs> right, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> is that, is um, that what was said? The Patriots might not need much convincing? Quote, wouldn't need much convincing, close quote. Which, no duh. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, Nikhil Harry, I mean, when, when you have a, a player and a name like Nikhil Harry, you, 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 you gravitate towards it, and you want it to be there. So, absolutely, it would make a Big, difficult decision for the Patriots. Star power unseen on the Patriots since Brady, Gronk, and Moss. Um, all, all All rolled up into Nikhil Harry. No. Um, Ivan Fears said Ramondre Stevenson's game day status will be a week-to-week proposition, which... You remember when Ivan Fears said Ramondre Stevenson needed to improve on everything? <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> so funny. hates Ramondre Stevenson so much. <laughs> I think uh, it's funny because... It makes uh, it, it makes all of Jeff's half serious uh, Steven season takes even funnier. I love Ramondre Steven season, but uh, his the the coverage on that was like Ivan fears Ramondre Stevenson needs to improve everything because that's the way that they formatted it. So yeah. it looked like it looked like a sentence. Ivan fears Ramondre. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, did I say this is a forty nine point over under Char- Chargers five point favorites? You did now. I did now. Mike, you have a question about Keenan Allen, and I hope you're ready for me to yell at you again. Oh, no. <laughs> when I wrote this out, I, I was thinking specifically of you, Jeff. Thank you. All right. What's the question, Mike? So the question is, is Keenan Allen becoming unstartable? All right. Let me just get this pen. and I'm going to throw it at the wall. Of course <laughs> he's startable. You're overreacting because Mike Williams is being so good and he hasn't scored touchdowns. There we go. Now I have to get another pen to write my notes with. Okay. <laughs> God. Did that show up on the mic when I threw it at the wall? <laughs> yeah, I could hear it. Ice. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we there. got the effect. Yeah, if you guys could see the video, it was very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with Jeff. I'm not going to throw anything. Uh, I live with my parents. But <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if uh, if you've got Keenan Allen, play Keenan Allen. Um, he's basically been Keenan Allen. Yep. It's he. Jeff's right. He has not scored the touchdowns, which kind of clouds the perception. He's he's usually not a big touchdown scorer, but it's kind of been even worse this year. Just weirdly, it's just kind of been bad luck. Um, he's getting a ton of targets. It's just that he's usually the only good receiver on the team. You know, we're used to it just being Keenan Allen and no one else. And now Mike Williams is having a better fantasy season, like legitimately. And Williams has been outstanding. Uh, but that doesn't mean that two guys can't be startable for that team. And I would, you know, I, I want as much of that Chargers passing off as you can give me. You know, so here, here's what I'm looking at. You have eight targets on the 26th of last month from Keenan Allen, or eight receptions. And then you have seven, and then you have six, and then you have five in consecutive weeks. Ten points, 16 points, uh, 10 points, 13 points, touchdown week, so that that helped. But I'm seeing a complete regression instead of something that's either stable and not just, you know, okay, he needs that touchdown or whatever, but he's getting 13 points and 15 points like Keenan Allen does. I'm seeing a decline in consecutive weeks. So, he is Keenan Allen. He's definitely um, capable of bouncing back, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's good to pose the question now because um, you get out ahead of it. Um, it. It's it's been it hasn't been a perfect Keenan Allen season here. Um, it, it's it's just been kind of blah. Where usually you take Keenan Allen in the third round, you get an insane value. That's basically just like fantasy football gospel at this point. This year you took Keenan Allen in the third round, and you're getting like exactly what you paid for. So it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been good either. It's just been fine. Um, and I sp- there is a universe where it continues to just be fine, but I just don't see moving on from him or benching him right now as a as a um, profitable option for your fantasy team. But I don't even know if he's round, third round at wide receiver 32 on the season. Yeah, but he has he's played one less game too, so that's that contributes. Okay, that's a good I mean, point. Per it's, per game points, he's still barely a wide receiver two right now because he only has the one touchdown. So yeah, you're right. Uh, 26 with po- points per game, he's 26. Right. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I um he's been Keenan Allen and I'm going to continue to start him as he's, though he's been Keenan Allen. He's not Keenan Allen is not a wide receiver 26 though. Well, that's the touchdowns. Touchdowns come and go. He okay, here let me do this. Hold on. Let me look at just just doing a thing. I'm doing a thing, folks. Folk, give me clear out some space. I'm going to do a thing really quick. Um <laughs> the drill tweet of Yeah, he's not even been I, a really a Touchdown producer, anyways. I speed off and I they find me completely dead on the road. <laughs> I think he's pretty much average on um, what where his touchdowns. I mean, he had eight last year, which was outside his his norm. Um, normally it's around six. 
So yeah, but he's had one this year. Okay, so he's somewhere he's around four for or three, five, which I mean, is half of what he usually gets. So I would say he probably would have already had it. What another touchdown on his average? Yeah, yeah he would have one more touchdown usually. So I don't even think that puts him in Kenyon Allen territory with another touchdown. Uh, so in the let me do this really quick. So in the first six games last year, he paced out to five touchdowns. This year, he's pacing out to three touchdowns. This is over um, 16 games. Uh, in his first six games last year, he averaged 80 yards per game. In his first six games this year, he averages 70 yards per game. So there is a 10-yard-per-game decrease, and his uh, per-game per catch, uh, it, was, um, it was seven last year, and it is... Uh, Six and a half this year. So there's a slight decrease, but it's just touchdowns. He scored two touchdowns in his first six games last year, and nobody was talking about benching him. Um, he scored, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns in seven games, and that's one per game after his first six games. So at the beginning of last year, he was kind of exactly what he's – well, not exactly. He's 10 yards per game – less now, but ostensibly, uh, what he was uh, last year at this point. And it is what he is. If you keep dicing up uh, Keenan Allen, you're getting about 100 catches and about 1,100 yards on his per game average. The only difference yeah. is, is, has he scored a touchdown in the frame that you're looking at? Sure. And I I think, again, I think it's an important question because of what you always say, Jeff, um, that we don't give fantasy advice for the people who – also yeah. give fantasy advice. We give yeah. fantasy advice for the casual player, and the casual player might be concerned about Keenan Allen. That's why it's a good question to pose. Yeah, and it's, it's also, it's also good... why throwing my pen was a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's also why it's good to assuage fears, too. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's a good discussion to have, Mike. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good yeah, question. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question to have. And, and Mike's points are, they are valid, because at the end yeah. of the day, we are, it doesn't matter you know, like what he's pacing out to do to all this, that, and the other, if he's not scoring the fantasy points, that's why we have him on our sure. roster. Sure. So no, it is, it is a good question. Again, that's why throwing the pen was the bit. Um, yeah. I would not have as a bit thrown a pen during the Jalen hurts discussion. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So Jeff was actually frustrated. I mind. was so mad. <laughs> um, Cause I, I hate when people are stupid. It, not, not Mike, not you stupid, but like Nick Sirianni, if he benches Nick, Jalen, Nick Sirianni's theoretical stupidity made Jeff so mad. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Just considering the fact that an NFL football coach could do something that dumb, it's just broke his brain. It is unfathomable to me. So, all right, um, Mike, who is your start sit cut for this game? Start sit cut, uh, Harris, Herbert, Myers. Ugh. Well, I'm starting Herbert. Is this PPR? Sure. Why not? Okay. I'm still starting Herbert. Um, I will. I'll bench Harris and I'll cut Myers. I will cut Damian Harris in PPR. I will bench Jacoby Myers. I'm starting Herbert both ways. But then in standard, I will cut Jacoby Myers and bench Damian Harris. That yeah. is how you have it both ways, boys. That's how you do it. Have it have it both ways. That's that's the bisexual Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put that in the intro. That's a little gift for everybody that st sticks around through the Jalen Hurts argument. Um, 
the bisexual Burger King. Um, <laughs> new new character just dropped. New character, the bisexual Burger King. Um, I'm looking, guys. We have very few differences in who we think is going to win. Who do we think is going to win? Chargers. Yep. Mm. Go, Patriots might do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Say Your Mac Jones. Say Mac Jones is better than Justin Herbert. Do it. Don't, don't say that. Do it. I do it, Mike. I can't say that, but I can say the Patriots are going to win this game. Ooh. Mike well, Valverde, Mike Valverde with that uh, spicy Verde salsa. Boom. Get him. All right. Uh, let's do this next game very quickly because I have a feeling there's very little that we want to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this game. <laughs> Jacksonville 1-5, and five, Seattle 2-5, and 43.5 point over under, Seattle 3-point road favorites. Um, injuries in this one. DJ Chark has been confirmed out for the season. Rest in peace to Kev. Um, for the Seahawks, uh, Alex Collins is questionable with his groin injury. He did not practice on Thursday, which is generally not Good, um, but it looks like Roto World is not concerned. They believe that, uh, oh, this is the pattern he had last week. Okay, so that's that. Um, those are the injuries. Russell Wilson's still out with his mallet finger. Um, this is my honest question. How many startable players are in this game? That's what mm. I was thinking about when I when I was looking at this game. I was like, J-Rob. J-Rob, Marvin. Uh... <laughs> Metcalf. That's it. Three. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree. So if unless you have DK Metcalf, James Robinson, or Marvin Jones, you are benching everybody. And then here's my question: Start, sit, cut. DK Metcalf, James Robinson, or Marvin Jones? <laughs> There's actually uh, more startable a... players for the Jaguars than they are for the. CF oh my teams. God! You're right. Wow. Jesus Christ. That is bad. <laughs> Geno Smith has ruined this football Yeah, that's how bad Geno Smith is. Oh, man. I'll start, uh, God, I'll start James Robinson. I'll bench DK. I'll cut Marvin. I love Marvin, but of these three guys, he's the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Walker. All right. I'm going to say Jacksonville wins, just because I think it would be very funny. I'm going with the fighting Geno Smiths. The fighting Genos. I'm going Jacksonville, too. Yeah, Mike. I'm out, on a limb. I'm out on a limb picking Seattle at home against the Jaguars. Imagine <laughs> saying that ever. Oh, man. My dog is in an uproar over it. All right, that game's over. I don't want to talk about it. Washington. I don't really want to talk about this one either. I mean, we could buzz through this one, too. Washington 2-5, and five, Denver 3-4. and four. Um, This is uh, in Denver. And, oh, sorry, my computer just, like, spazzed <laughs> Yeah, my you guys heard that. Uh, Washington, uh, sorry, Denver, three point favorites. Uh, I'm, I guess my brain is connected to my computer because my computer stopped wanting to cooperate and then my brain stopped working. Uh, 44 point over under Denver, three point favorites. I'm back, baby. Uh, Terry McLaurin is off of the injury report with his ankle issue. Um, Antonio Gibson with his shins also off of the injury report, which is somewhat surprising. Curtis Samuel still out with the groin injury. Just throw that man on IR. I don't think he's coming back this year. Diami Brown is out this week. Um, he re- avoided a major knee injury, but still banged up. Um, for the Broncos, Jerry Judy. This is interesting. Um, so he was set to return this week. He was brought back. They're looking to um, bring him off of IR. 
but he did not practice on Friday and his knee seems to still be an issue with soreness. I'm sorry, his ankle with soreness. So I would say I'm staying away from Jerry Judy this weekend just because it is a 125 start. We don't want to get into a corner where we are relying on Jerry Judy and you can just keep him on IR because they have not activated him. So just for the only time I would, uh, if I had Patrick as a ready-made replacement, I'd, I'd be okay with going with Judy because Washington's defense is so bad that if Patrick's the number two receiver for the Broncos, he'll still have a solid game. So if you've got Patrick, um, you can play chicken with Judy, but if you don't, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. And I mean, even if you have like, um, gosh, I don't think there's any other guys to play uh, chicken with. So, um, I mean, Humphreys is the only other guy who you could even think would have value, but. Yeah, I'm looking at... I guess you could do, like, Tyler Johnson in the other 425 game. Gross. And I'm looking at Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, I guess, like, Sunday Night Football. K.J. Osborne. Yeah, K.J. Osborne, or uh, this man's going insane, Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) We will get there. Uh, Maybe Darius Slayton. I cannot stop. Yeah, maybe Darius Slayton is is a decent pivot. But, um, yeah, Tim Patrick. So, Walker, your question was about Jerry Judy, so uh, let's just get to start, set, cut. Yeah, yep. Let's assume uh, he's Broncos not playing. not getting back on track. No. Uh, let's, yeah, start, sit, cut is my boy Timmy P, uh, J.D. McKissick, and Javante Williams. I'm so going to, be, oh. Just so I'm, um, because I'm thinking about playing Jerry Judy. Are you saying that? No, no Jerry Judy this week? He's not off. They left him on IR for now. So he would be a surprise active on Sunday. Uh-huh. And since it's a 125 game, you're stuck. If you have to pivot to, gotcha. uh, you yeah. know, Walker and I were just going over the options. They are not great. It's okay. dang- it's dangerous to to rely on Judy this week. Yeah, if he was a 10 a.m. game, it would be a different story. But as a 125 game, yeah, you're looking at KJ Osborne or maybe Darius Slayton or Tim Patrick. And if you don't yeah. have those guys, then you are in the toast. Yes. All right. Um, so. I will cut J.D. McKissick. I will start Timmy Patrick, and I will bench Javante Williams. I did it right that time. Yeah, you did. You did it right. Michael. Uh, I will <laughs> start J.D. McKissick. I will bench Javante, and I will cut Timmy P. Mm, mm. And I love Timmy P. I will. I will start Javante Williams. I will bench McKissick and I will cut my dear friend Timothy Patrick because this is the last week he'll be relevant. Oh, that's fair too. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But I'm starting him against against this Washington defense. I think he's that's fair. Touchdown. No, the, it's definitely not a bench Tim Tim situation. It's either you start him or he's gone. Yeah, it's it's like a Russell Gage level turn of events for him if you change your mind, where he goes from cut to the starting lineup. Whoop. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would say, is RSJ a good start? Ricky Seals-Jones? I would probably out. I think decent, yeah. I mean, he's a low-end tight end one. Okay, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones or Noah Fant. This is to you up, Walker. Noah Fant, yeah, yeah. I do have a little bit of a diatribe on Fant. Noah Fant is really good. He's been really good all season. Nobody's talking about this. I don't know why. But Noah Fant has just been super consistent. He's been, like, the I think he's tight end five. He's... Good. He's good at football. He's improved. He's a big part of this offense, especially with Judy out. It's a terrible defense. 
No offense, smash play. Yep. All right. Uh, Cortland Sutton's a start. Terry McLaurin's a start. Uh, yeah. Antonio Gibson's a start. Um, yeah. Melvin Gordon, if you if you're yeah. nasty. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, J.D. McKissick are all if you're nasty. I would say. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Would you start uh, Cortland Sutton or Deontay Johnson? Mm, probably Deontay. Okay. But Deontay's uh, gonna get like at least ten targets. So Deontay's was, gonna get like third three thousand targets, but yeah. Sutton is playing such a bad defense guy. Both. Start them both. Yeah. Who else you got, Mike? C D Lamb. Oh I might not play yeah, might. Lamb. Oh yeah, especially I think isn't Rush playing? Uh yeah, yeah, Rush is probably playing, so Mike, yeah, C D Lamb might be a good start. Prescott's a good probably not gonna play. So Yeah. Oh uh, what wait pre- what? <laughs> We're breaking news. Dude, what happened to Prescott? Uh, his his cap. cap's been really bothering him. Yeah. So I I I went through all my teams today. With, I have Dak Prescott on like five teams. I went through and I got um replacements for him everywhere. Yeah, I got Teddy B in my home league. Yeah, I got I put yeah. in a bid for Cooper Rush in a two quarterback league. So oh god, let's go. My third Cooper quarterback, Rush, was Central Zach, Michigan legend. My third quarterback was Zach Wilson. So either I start nobody or Zach Wilson. Or um, or Cooper Rush, I mean. Yeah. Because somebody yeah. got Mike White, so it's like, oh, okay. Cooper Rush will outscore Mike White. Probably against the the Vikings. Anyways, that's not this game. Um, I'm taking Denver. I am also taking Denver. Uh, yeah, Denver. All right, clean sweep for the Denver Broncos. There's a lot of like uh, nobody Bron- can go make- Broncos. Go Broncos. Uh, there's a lot of agreement on this episode. Too so, much agreement. Let's get mad about no, no. Guys, let's. let's I'm not even. I'm not even gonna push it. I don't want. Guys, let's circle back on this Jalen Hurts thing. Um. <laughs> all right. Tampa Bay six and one. New Orleans four and two. Fifty point over under. Tampa Bay five and a half point favorites. Um. Taysom Hill still out with the concussion. Mark Ingram is expected to play this weekend. Um. Wow, they I did not realize the Saints extended Mark Ingram for another year after trading. Yeah. Play. So wow. they, they really like Mark Ingram. Continue to be insane with their salary cap uh situation. Uh Deontay Harris even like two point two million, so it's not like yeah. it's a big contract. I mean, that's a lot for Mark Ingram. For man. Mark Ingram. Yeah. It's I not guess. a I big mean, contract, I, but for Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Ingram one looks year surprisingly two, okay uh, with Houston. And he's he's better than Tony Jones and Dwayne Washington, but they could have just not cut Latavius Murray. Yeah, in the first exactly. place, yeah, they could have just hung on to Latavius Murray. So, um, Deontay Harris uh, returned to practice on Thursday. Michael Thomas still not practicing. Um, Michael Thomas does not want to play for this football team. Yeah, I should have gotten rid of Michael Thomas. I should have never accidentally drafted Michael Thomas, so there's that. Um, Andres Pete is out for the season. Uh, he got surgery on his pec. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is questionable um, for Sunday, but it sounds like he is going to play. Um, Antonio Brown was declared out. Uh, Levante David is questionable if you're in an IDP league. Um, he's also questionable if you're not in an IDP league. Um, JPP did not practice on Wednesday, but he is expected to play. Uh, Richard Sherman returned to practice and, uh, his availability is up in the air for Sunday, but I don't think it matters too much because it is the New Orleans passing game. So Mike, your question was about the Tampa Bay defense though. Yeah. so in case you guys haven't noticed, because it's one of those things that could sort of sleep us uh, go under the radar. 
the Tampa Bay, we know how bad the Tampa Bay passing defense has been, but in the last two weeks, two consecutive weeks, the Buccaneers have also allowed 100 yards on the ground. So my question is, is the Tampa Bay defense beginning to leak oil? I I think, I mean, that coincides with Levante David getting hurt and then missing the next game. I mean, yeah. I, I think I mean that man's like the heart and soul of that uh, that linebacker core. So I think that that is making a big difference for them, not just you know play to play, but also you know I, I believe he's the play caller. Yeah. For the defense. Yeah, he's, green. he's the green dot. Yeah. yeah he's the is green he dot. back this week? Uh, he is up in the air. He's questionable to play. So I think I think yes, Mike, they are leaking oil right now, but I think it's a hole that uh, Levante David can plug once he comes back. So just get a little gum, plug it in, and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, flex seal. Flex seal. Just that. That. Uh. uh that that Yeah. It's Levante. Yeah. Bucks run defense, and then it's Levante David. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll yeah. actually work. Not just make me. make that meme, Jeff. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, fine. You'll just oh. make you'll just make Matthew Stafford turn into like a monster, disgusting thing, hanging out of a window. That's right. I will do that. Huh. Um. And that was uh, yeah. uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. He's not a monster disgusting. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you like, you, you do not know what 90s. Harry and the Hendersons is? What I'm 26. <laughs> My God, what is wrong with you, man? I'm half your age, dude. <laughs> Harry and the, no, so, I don't know what the hell this thing is. Uh, yeah, no, I the, agree. In uh, the before times, Walker. In the before times, um, People were amused by the antics of uh, Sasquatch living with a family. And that is Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Ah, all right. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's definitely a it, Levante David flex seal situation. He's, he will put this defense back together, especially in the run game. They'll, they'll return to being a dominant run defense once he's back. The past defense was already bad. It, it stinks. Um, the problem with, this matchup for the Saints is that their best offense is direct going directly into what Tampa does best because New Orleans is bad at throwing and good at running and uh, Tampa is good at stopping the run and terrible at stopping the pass. So I expect Tampa to slap them around. Oh yeah, probably. Um, Sorry, I'm distracted. Making the meme that con that uh, Walker requested. I must call him. Oh, he did it. He's doing it. He's doing it, folks. I'm doing it right now. I'm hitting save as. I'm going to send it to Walker. <laughs> um, all right. So I got distracted doing the thing instead of doing the episode. So, uh, Mike, who is your start-sit cut? My start-sit cut is Brady, Kamara, and Evans. I am... I am going to... Cut Mike Evans, start Tom Brady, and bench Alvin Kamara. Uh, I will start Kamara. I'll bench Brady and I'll cut Evans. Yeah, because Mike Evans, because Mike Evans and Tom Brady go together. So if Brady's gonna be, or if Mike Evans is gonna be good, Brady's gonna be good. But Brady can be good without Mike Evans. So checkmate. I found a loophole. <laughs> Found a loophole. All right. Um, just a quick reminder. Uh, New Orleans did embarrass Tampa Bay when they played uh, in the middle of the season last year, but um, Tampa Bay returned the favor. So um, 
trying to think. Uh, you're starting. If Gronk come, uh, can we can we believe in Gronk coming back, or should we have another option? Because our pivot, I mean, we might have a pivot in Dalton Schultz or Evan Ingram or Tyler Conklin. Those are our pivots. So would we try? I mean, Schultz, you're not going to be able to get. So. Well, Schultz started to come up around the same time that Gronk got hurt. So you could conceivably have both on the same roster. True, true. And yeah. you should be starting Schultz over Gronk regardless in my opinion. Okay, so that helps um, answer the question. But, yeah, um, if I I, th- I think Engram is a good pivot off Gronk because, yes, Engram's questionable, but he was limited. He, he practiced at least to a degree every day, so he should be fine. Okay. Mike, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree with Walker. Okay, sounds good. I am going to say that Tampa Bay continues to roll. Yeah, for sure. Walker? Oh, yeah, no, I, I already said that I thought oh, you did say slap okay. him around. Oh, that's true. You did say they're going to slap him around. That's right. All right, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Dallas 5-1, and one, Minnesota 3-3, three and three, 55 point over under Dallas one and a half point favorites. Um, and I do not have the injuries up because again, I was making Walker's meme for him um, because I'm yeah. 35 years old and that's what I do with my time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott, we kind of mentioned he's questionable for Sunday night against the Vikings. Um, he was limited on Friday. I am not anticipating him playing. Uh, Jerry Jones said things are looking good, but that's Jerry Jones. I mean, the man put salt on McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. So you, you you what can't trust his uh, judgment. I don't know Did you not want to see that in Hard Knocks? I don't know. No, but I didn't watch Hard Knocks this year. Oh, yeah. In the first episode, he's on the phone. They're like, how's Dak Prescott's, uh, you know, uh, shoulder? Like, it's all right. And they show him and he just like op- unwraps a McDonald's like breakfast sandwich, opens it up and then just puts salt on it. Oh. And everybody's like, hold on. <laughs> Wait a Is second. Like enough salt on those things? Exactly. Um. Anyways, uh. Michael Gallup is taking it slow and it hopes to return for this weekend. But even if he's back, I'm not playing him. Um, that's it for the uh, Cowboys. For the Vikings, uh, Patrick Peterson hit IR. Um, and that seems to be it for injuries on their side. So, um, all right. Question, Mike, you have a question about uh, Michael Gallup. I do. So let's just say Michael Gallup is full go. Will the Cowboys throw more now that Michael Gallup is back? I do. So even if Michael Gallup is back, I don't think they throw more. I think that Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup will have a relationship a lot like Tyler Higbee and Robert Woods. Does that That make sense? sense. Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So in which case, there might be arrows down on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, you would think so, just because it's getting eat, uh, some of that's getting eaten up by Gallup. Yeah. So, what are you thinking, Walker? Um, no, I'm I'm not. I, I refuse to uh, slow down on my love for my big boy Dalton Schultz. Um, Michael Gallup is a good player. I do think they'll throw a little bit more. Um, I would say the guy that Gallup coming back and having a role hurts most is probably Pollard because mm. they will run slightly less. And so that'll just come straight out of Pollard's share. It won't come out of Zeke's. So my Pollard shares, I'm not too excited about. But yeah, my Dalton I, Schultz shares, I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm not too excited about my 
my my Pollard shares. As soon as you said that, I went, oh no, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my immediate thought process. Like, oh no, he's he's probably right about this. So um, yeah, I just they have a winning formula right now, and and. I, I think working Michael Gallup in, they're not going to like shove him back to the forefront and they're also not going to really switch up a lot of what they do. I think, yeah, it'll take a little bit from here, a little bit from there and um, just, just keep rolling. I mean, Dallas has been very good. Um, you know, this may, might be a moot point if Cooper Rush is starting this weekend and then we have no idea what's going on, but um, yeah. yeah. Right. All right, Mike, let's do your start set. And you are doing like chaos, but like, Top tier chaos. Is <laughs> um, so yeah, start sit cut uh, Thielen, EE, and Jefferson, and then I have a coincided question um, with Thielen after this. I'm cutting Thielen. I'm starting Zeke and benching JJ. Yeah, I'm cutting Thielen. <sighs> yeah, same as Jeff. Cutting Thielen, starting. Ezekiel and I'll uh, bench Jefferson. All right. So what's your question, Mike? Um, uh, Cortland Sutton or Adam Thielen? Which one do you guys start? Uh, Uh, Sutton. I think Sutton now because with Rush playing, um, with Rush assumed to be playing, um, I don't think Minnesota will have to throw as much. And so that hurts Thielen's volume. So I would go with Sutton in that event. If Prescott was playing, I would think the game would be a shootout, and so I'd go Thielen. But if that's not the case, then um, I would go Sutton. See, so my, more, my more. contingency is, uh, is sorry, Mike, but my, no, con- go ahead. my contingency is um, the Jerry Judy situation, not the Dak Prescott situation. For oh, I don't care about the Jerry Judy situation in terms of Cortland Sutton. I don't think that affects him really at all. Well, I'm just... Because if I have to make this decision, it's like, oof, well, we don't know what that's going to look like, but it is Washington. I don't I, I don't know. I intentionally kept Adam Thielen off of all my rosters because I didn't think he was very good anymore. So this isn't a decision that I've had to make. So, yeah, I mean, I only have three teams and I don't have any Thielen either. Look at this guy with a rational number of teams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what three teams is. It's like one-fifth of my teams and one-thirtieth of Mike's teams. Yeah, right. has 50, 52 <laughs> leagues. Is that all right? Yeah, Mike, you're at, what, 52? Is that right? Yeah, about 52. Just about 50. This guy's insane. It's a full-time job just to, like, manage your rosters. It is. It is a full-time job. And every year I go, why do I do this? And I shake my head. About week seven, eight, I just shake my head. And then when season cut kicks up again draft season kicks up again i'll add another five or six yeah this is why fantasy twitter loves best ball because yeah this is but this is why best ball is good because every time you get the urge like i need a draft right now yeah you you just spend three dollars on underdog and then you're fine yeah and then even if you get the urge you're like i have to draft right now and you're like do i really want to spend three dollars to draft yes (laughs) yeah most of the time you're like yeah i'll do it yeah um all right let me Uh, click player I need to click. I need the endorphins to say, "Hey, this guy's on my team." Um, I will say Dallas continues to roll. Give me the Ooh. Vikings. 
I just remember, yeah, the Cooper Rush thing. I'm, I'm, I'm undoing it. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know about. Yeah, I as soon as I was like, wait, why is Dallas only one and a half point favorites? I was like, oh, Cooper Rush. Never mind. Yeah, I think this is Minnesota. All right, so clean sweep on Minnesota after I change my my mind. All right, last game, Giants and Chiefs. Uh, everybody is dead on the Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard limited on Friday. Um, same with Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay was out. Uh, Saquon Barkley was out. Um, so we're not sure about Tony and Shepard. It's looking unlikely for Galladay and Barkley. Um, Evan Ingram had another midweek calf issue pop up, which is the same thing that happened last week. He still played, but at the same time, he's still uh, Evan Ingram. For the Chiefs, uh, let's see. We have no injuries of note that I see. Josh Gordon's season is off to a great start. He had one target and zero catches last week. Stud. Stud. So here's my question, which is who on earth could possibly be starting Byron Pringle and then text me, hey, look at my roster. To show me that he's starting Byron Pringle. That's me. <laughs> I'm starting uh, Byron Pringle. All right, let's 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 talk about that because I I do think that's interesting because we we Walker barely... has a chip on his shoulder with Byron Pringle. <laughs> folks, folks. Ah, um, so let's let's talk about Byron Pringle because it might be you know people might be in a bind. So I'm curious um, about Byron your your thought process with Byron Pringle here. Yeah. I like I like Byron Pringle because I mean obviously his name is Pringle like come on but he's really really fast um and he's bigger and I think a better route runner than Michael Hardman he's his targets have been increasing he had six targets last week he's catching a high percentage of them I think this is going to be a game where Casey's offense plays quite well um yeah I I think I think that uh, Pringle is emerging as the number two receiver for this team. It's not a super consistent role, so this isn't a guy you're going to want to be looking at every week. But in matchups like this against a poor team and a game that should be pretty high scoring, like most of Kansas City's games, um, if Pringle gets six targets in this game, I would expect him to catch at least four of them. Um, He's going to have at least 50 yards, so you're looking at a floor there of nine points. He gets in the end zone, all of a sudden you got a wide receiver too weak on your hands, so... Yeah, I mean, I uh, I like Pringle as a player. Um, he didn't have the draft capital, and he was buried behind a lot of guys for a long time. But now that he's gotten the opportunity, he's been looking good. Definitely better than Hardman has looked with his opportunity. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, I think Pringle's emerging. And uh, due to the talent and the matchup, um, I think he's a good one-week fill-in play. A glory play one week, just throw him in there and, and yeah, laugh. Great DFS to play too. Like he's going to be dirt cheap in DFS. And he's, there's a possibility he pops a long touchdown. Okay. Yeah. I this most, his second year in the league, I think, right? Might be his third. third. Uh, this is the noise of us all frantically searching how many years he's been in the league. Uh, uh-huh. This is his third year. Yeah. Third. Okay. He already has more targets this year than he's had in any other two years. So. Oh, yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah. All right. Six, five for 73 last week in a bad game. 55. All right. You know, Walker. Hey. I'd like to see what his splits comparable to what uh, McCall Hardman splits are. I don't know. All right. I mean, um, here, here's Pringles last or Pringles games this week. 
or this season. Two targets, two targets, six targets, two targets, two targets, three targets, six targets. Um, so had a big game that kind of, or had a big target game, didn't do anything with it, kind of petered out, and then now it's picking back up again. Uh, in terms of Hardman, we have three, eight, four, three, the 12th target game, and then back down to five and five. So last week, Hardman had five targets, four catches for 28 yards. Hardman had six, or uh, Pringle had six targets, five catches for 73 yards. One of these guys is clearly more effective than the other. Yeah, yeah that's true. Hmm. Walker's, Walker has found gold, I believe. What if gold in the form of sour cream and onion? That's right. Or um, the the best Pringles flavor. I don't know. I'm a big salt and vinegar head. Salt and vinegar is good too. Walker is not a fan. Although old fashioned, I go barbecue. Somebody pointed out that all all chips have salt, so they're just vinegar chips, and it's all I can think about. I mean, that pretty much is true. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's not good. It does sound a thousand times less appetizing though. So. I loved it. I love to dip a fried a, a fried sliver of potato in white vinegar and say this is my favorite snack. <laughs> I mean, just pretend it's malt vinegar and they're uh, chips and they're fish and chips, and then you've uh, slandered a whole island's culinary uh, prowess, Walker. Good. I, Britain's not even real. All right, I agree. All right, uh, let's go to start sit cut because this is. It's barely keeping it together. Um, Evan Ingram, Devontae Booker, assuming no Saquon, and Daryl Williams. Start Booker. Not not because he's good, but just because he has a big role. Um, bench, D-Will, and get Evan Ingram out of here. Get him out of here. He's gone. Mike? Mike's pondering. I am pondering. Uh, I got... Yeah, I agree with Walker. You're going to start Booker, Daryl, and then um, Bench Daryl, and then Evan Ingram. Boom. E-E. Ejector seat. Gong. Bye-bye. The, e, the E-E is uh, expedious Eject. ejection. <laughs> expedious ejection. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, I will be back on Sunday uh, on the Twitch stream to do the start or sit show with Evan. Um, I will be guesting on the lateral uh, waiver wire show next week. And then uh, Walker and I will be back on Wednesday. Uh, Mike and I, or Mike and I will be back on Tuesday in the Patreon stream. Walker and I will be back on Wednesday and then the three of us will be back on Friday. So uh, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Five star. Five, five stars. stars five star. Please, please do not judge us by our Jalen Hurts discussion. It so helps. For, <laughs> no, that's good content. Five star content. The, that's the, um, like our friends. Uh, I, I'll say our friends, my friends at the uh, the Tuck Rule podcast. Uh, we have the same problem. The rating system's broken. You can only leave five star reviews, but still do it. It helps. <laughs> All right. So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening, and have a good one. Bing bong.
It, it was all right. I mean, Kyler Murray didn't throw a touchdown. He had two drives um, that were exclusively, or actually three drives that were exclusively his that just passed the ball down the field. And then, of course, James Conner ran in one. Chase Edmond ran in the other. And then the third one was A.J. Green not knowing, understanding that you need to turn around to catch a ball. I mean, you know, I, I thought that would be in his, what is it now, um, 15 years of NFL experience. He would probably figure out that the best way to actually catch a football is to be facing the ball. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not a pro athlete. Um, and then we had the the Aaron Jones touchdown that somehow was not a touchdown, but was called back, even though that really nothing exclusive was was called uh, called back for it. But the NFL is like, no, we need a close game here. This is a great Thursday night game, something we don't ever really have. So let, let's recall that touchdown and, and try to make it make it so. And then, oh, of course. Oh, what was that? Kyler Murray's first first touchdown pass was, you know, called back because DeAndre Hopkins decided to grab the face mask of the defender when he had like what three three yards on him. Um, so you know, it was an okay night for my Thursday night football, but it was miserable as well. Jesus, how do you really? How feel? are you guys doing today, by the way? 